forgot to unmute us we're here everybody welcome to the podcast hey we're watching rambo 2 this crochet this movie gets crochets all fired up against capitalism and the military industrial complex well it's not <laughs> yeah i just think about it. well yeah yeah keith it's good to be here it is good it's to be fun, here it's fun to no, be here i want here. you to keep the same fire i just wanted Absolutely. to get the intro song out of the way dude during the song he ripped the headphones off and was just like watch this rambo threw a guy into a fucking pond from like he he jumped up onto a helicopter like a shark from a pond from yeah. inside the pond after being shot at i mean the i wonder if it's the same pond that the that the helicopter in the twilight zone movie crashed into. <laughs> yeah. no, no it's not because this was shot after that this 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 was filmed about two or three years after that but yeah this is when the helicopter still had staying power in a good action movie. Yeah. You know, Blue Thunder was like a movie that came out in 83. Back when the steamship was a thing in our society. Well, <laughs> but, but like the helicopter was definitely cutting. I'm telling you, dude, that was all like just basically, oh, we had this excess product because of the Vietnam War. Let's in the 70s, helicopters were everywhere. They're still they're still out here, but they were everywhere in the 70s. I'm telling you. The helicopter was a thing. So this movie, Rambo 2, written by James Cameron, I might add, right after uh, Terminator came out, James Cameron wrote this, which is yeah. which is amazing. You always got to get your foot in the door writing something crazy, you know. So he and you, but it hits all the. I mean, I'm sure that the studio was like, okay, we're gonna hit all the jingoist sort of notes on this. I mean, oh they, yeah, wasn't John Milius? Didn't he write shit? I don't think he actually wrote this. I think it was Stallone and Cameron together wrote this, you know? No, uh, but not this. But wasn't John Milius a part of that whole, like, he would write all the... he What, what movies did he oh, write, man. John Milius? He, he, well, he wrote Apocalypse Now. That's what he's probably most famous for. But he also wrote Red Dawn, <laughs> the first PG-13 movie, which, again, was the jingoistic movie from the year before. This is all like Reagan just taking the country over. And, and and ooh, they're going back to be the beginning end. Yeah. Uh, well, the first movie is actually good. Oh, it's based the on a book. Well, even the part two, I think, is also kind of slightly based in the in the book. Like, yeah. The, it, like half of the book is the second movie. Well, he goes not exactly. They yeah. Hollywooded it up, but the idea of it is like half of the book is part one yeah. and then they make a deal with them of like you're going back to Nam because you the portland police can't handle you what a fucking right-wing fantasy that was again i used to say this all i've said this for years and if i'm repeating myself well you, you know you'll hear it again this is my mantra but this whole narrative in the 80s of just uh, of uh, of uh, like t you know 
again, man, damn it. We we have come back. We are strong again. That damn Vietnam War. We lost that Vietnam War because of these pussy college students and because of the damn liberal media. It's all the same things they push now. It is the same exact playbook. It's the same exact. But back then it was like, damn it. We lost that war. Not because, well, I don't know. We were invading a country and it was a real fucking mistake, actually, invading some proud country. You know what I mean? It's willing to truly an existential threat that's willing to put their lives on the line. You know, it's like, how about that decision? No, no. We lost it because of this fucking liberal media, all right? And these college students who were just privileged college students, you know, and so they were still fighting the Vietnam War in 1985. I cannot tell oh, yeah. you, I cannot <clears throat> tell you the shadow it cast. That's a big difference between your generation and mine. Well, I, we had the Iraq War. Yeah. It's not, it, it oh, just oh, wasn't yeah. as bloody. Yeah, well, well no, well, the Iraq, I would actually argue, I would argue that the Iraq war is worse than the Vietnam war. I think the Vietnam war, you can actually yeah. kind of justify in that. Okay. Communism. We don't like that. We got to, you know, Cuba's going on the down here. You know, you know, yeah, we're, you know, you could probably put it. I mean, it's ultimately was, was not the right. It was not a good decision, but still, I, I can see the logic behind it more. The Iraq war was just a greedy power. Like we're going to dominate the planet still. That's what's going to happen. It's not discussed, you know? And so we were going to control the entire planet with our eco fascism of just like worshiping fossil fuels, you know? So I, I would consider the Iraq war. And I've said this before of cause and effect. This is when Mikey Macker got up in our face or in my face. Did not like this when I said this, he kept trying to interrupt me. You know, he's like, yeah, I was like, cause I was saying how yeah, I think that I, I totally supported the Afghanistan war. A hundred percent. The Taliban are, you got to get them. I'm sorry. This is the way it is. Yeah. I'm all hippie and left wing, but the fact is they, they fucking flew planes in, in, into buildings, but the, but, but the out and blue and lib, the, the, the Iraq war was an absolute catastrophe. It, it, I don't, I don't think there's one good thing about it. Croce says I, I a lib and Hussein, what we you know, say to that on the show is that's the way it is. <laughs> and what it was for me, I, I'm a firm believer in cause and effect. So if there's no Iraq war, there's no Arab spring. If there's no Arab spring, there's, there's no, no Ram spring. Uh, there, there's, no, there's no, there's no uh, uh, Syrian civil war. If there's no Syrian civil war, you have fucking sexy ass fucking Iranian women in <laughs> bikinis. Have you seen those pictures? I'm sure uh, they're, uh, they're beautiful people. Um, uh, and, and then with, okay, the, the Syrian civil war, if that doesn't happen, there's not a big migration crisis that Germany takes over a million, basically refugees and says, okay, Europe, you're going to take them too. When that happened, huge rise in right-wing populism in Europe, big rise in right-wing populism in Europe. If that doesn't happen in Europe, it doesn't happen here. So I believe it, this is the Trump phenomenon is directly related to the Iraq war. Because a lot of those people, too, that support Trump, like, they're just like, well, what a lie the war was. Like, they, they know the war was a lie, too, you know, and they're pissed off about it. But to channel that rage into that figure, it's pretty amazing. You know, it's, he, it's pretty incredible, you know. Anyway, so this movie puts me off on a huge political tangent. You see, what this plot is, is Rambo has to go back to Vietnam, okay? Because we have to win the Vietnam War. And the big POW flag, that was huge in the 80s. So this that was a right-wing virtue First signal. Blood, because First Blood, he's home from no, 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 no. What it is, in First Blood, what happens is he gets arrested at the end, and then he has to go to this like federal prison where he's literally pounding rocks in the opening scene. And Krenner comes in. Richard Krenner, you know, his guy from the, from the First Blood, says, listen, here's a deal. You got 
to go back and you basically got to get these POWs. The government's been lying to us. And then his last line when he gives, gives it, he's given his mission, he's like, hey, this time, do we get to win? And that, that, that was his line. I mean, it is so just like the goddamn Vietnam War was lost by these liberal pussies. We are going to right the wrongs of that. Again, the Vietnam War cast a shadow until the first Gulf War. First Gulf War cleaned, the, the Vietnam experience was sort of cleaned, it was cleaned off. It took, it took a solid 20 years to do that almost. Well, you always need a war to cleanse the palate. I feel like that's the American way. We fucking, we get over the next war and then we're like, on to the next one, the new modern war where we can test out our new weapons. God. Yeah. So, so this was, <clears throat> we got single scopes now. But also what, what disturbs me about this, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying really anything funny right now. I'm just saying, hey, uh, the rush, I mean, obviously it's the Soviets are the absolute enemy and they're the absolute bad guy of the planet, oh, yeah. you know? And the fact, but that that's Russia. Well, and that's another yeah. American thing. Like we conflated communism with Russia on purpose. Oh, oh, like yeah. There yeah. kind of might be a way to do communism, not where you starve your people and have like <laughs> by the millions fucking scummy <laughs> toilets. I don't know how communism leads to dirty toilets, but it does. <laughs> yeah, it was the economy was pretty fucked up, no doubt about that. But the fact is, when they said Soviet Union, they said communism. It really was Russia. They meant yeah. Russia. But all Just of a sudden, like when they say socialism, they talk about Mao and shit, and then Mao's like, yeah, I don't know what socialism is. Yeah. <laughs> I just know it's I, like... I, I'm like this nationalist trying to rally a bunch of people. Yeah. That, that's what's going on, because our country is being sliced up by Europe right now. We've got to do something like, like Hyman Ross slicing up Cuba, you know what I'm saying? Oh, here saying? we go. Yeah, here's... Dude, you know, at the height uh, of, like, there was the Boxer Rebellion, which was, like, opium wars in China... 10% of the population were opium addicts. 10 million of 100 million people. Opium addicts, dude. Oh, here we go. He takes care of business. Krenna? Uh, Krenna's in there fucking laying down the law, right? Well, yeah, well, he's not in that scene, but this... See, he's, he's gotten all these POWs. Now he's rescuing the POWs and bringing them to a base in Thailand. But let me tell you something, Keith. He's going to encounter some problems. And, you know, he's going to take care of business because he's John Rambo. I mean, the, the way they portray him, it's such a different... like. The way action heroes are. Ooh, look like, at that guy. No teeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a scene where he's got a tarantula crawling on him in one scene. Like, what year is it? Well, 1985. These, these people live in caves, obviously. Well, yeah, because they're all POWs. But, you know, we finally rescued him, man. It, by the way, it, it, like, there were totally all these studies done. Yeah, he has to take on the big one now. <laughs> this is great. I love it. I love this scene. It's long-winded, though, so we have a lot to talk about. But again, now it's like, oh, yeah, like the whole MAGA thing. Yeah, Russia's okay. Like the, It's like these same people. You know, of course, a lot of them are probably dead from then because it's a long time ago. But like these same people who are like, oh, like we hate commies. And now it's like, oh, wait, Russia's okay. Well, yeah. We should work with Russia. And it's Russia. like the other flip of when I was a kid, the right wing was the ones who were like against the metal music. And you can't say this in front of your kids. And yes. now that's like the uber left wing is like yeah. censorship and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it's certainly been portrayed that way. And there's people who are like, censorship's not a bad thing when you're like, and it's yeah. like, ah, you're, we're tiptoeing here. Yeah. But there's always political flips like that. Yeah, it, it's... It, but but that's like such a major like geo of the Trump phenomenon that it just happened in front of my very eyes. It was like Phew! and that was a real like that was a shift for me. I love that. It was like, I love that's like a soundboard effect that has to go on the board. You know, because it was just I mean it was Russia was always not trusted. This was not a trusted country. You and know? it's funny how our hate not our fear of Russia led us to this kind of oh it's cartoon oh absolutely dude he's taking on the he's taking on Russia the, it's communism you know he's taking it on. 
He's going to defeat. The Cold War was still raging this the at the beginning this point. of we're going to do it there so it doesn't happen here. Well, I think that's been the argument for a lot of invasions. You know, uh oh, does that work? Literally, okay, there's no way that his helicopter would be able to outmaneuver that behemoth Cadillac of the know. sky. Rambo's been, Ram, Rambo's an all around guy. Yeah, there we go. Oh, they're fighting. Oh, these are the POWs. We're taking oh. care of business, man, too. We're shooting them. <laughs> Well, again, another piece of red meat thrown to redneck America. Fuck yeah! We're gonna get back at them commies. <laughs> this this scene's amazing too. Hold on, you you think it's over? You think it's over? Hold on, we're gonna survive this crash. You see this guy smile? You see his smile? Like this Russian guy was just smiling at, at him struggling. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Uh <laughs> what they don't know is we got bootstraps. Pull on them, boys. Well, I talked about this earlier in the movie. Part of the reason why he's rage-filled is that his love interest in this gets murdered. This Asian woman love interest, you know, which I know a he's lot got about. The fieve. But yeah, so he's <laughs> got the fieve. His, uh, <laughs> his yellow fever took him over. No, the point is, the point is, he's talking with her, and they're having this conversation like on a river here. And, and, and it's when he first says the word expendable. Like she's asking him, why you do this, John Rambo? You know, and he's like, oh. You know, and he's like, Ooh. yeah, literally. That's, that's, a like, tough, that's a tough impression right there. <laughs> that, that's literally what they make her as. You I'm know? clipping that, not posting it, but I'm clipping it. And it is. And he says, he uses the word expendable. He's like, because we were expendable. He's like, expendable? What this mean? It's a movie I'm going to do in 2020. <laughs> Literally. Well, he, he, he obviously went back into his past. Hey, this is a theme. He's right there. Yeah, he just blows him up. He, he acted like he was dead. Like he was dead. And the guy came down to look at him. And then he pulls a bazooka out and blows him out of the sky. That's just because the guy wanted to like look at him when he was. Listen, he's going to blow the fucking helicopter up. That's what's going to happen. So that we, guy's uh, fucking like a mute now. <laughs> but no, but no. I just want to drink a water, John. I'm sorry. What was I saying again about before I don't that? Know, we're just yeah. fucking making fun of yeah. this flick here. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, but again, the, oh fuck, it was such a good point too. I was on a good tangent with that, but the THC took over. Oh, I mean, just bad. about how this was Russia, like ru it was all Russia. Yeah, we were well, just shitting on Russia about how they're the they're really the true evil ones. You know, my uh, my best you friend know? from college. You know, I, I talk about it on the show. Yeah, you said there was open homophobia. Them being like, oh, oh you let your gays go to school out well, there, you well, fucking knuckleheads? He went and taught. He taught at, see, he goes to the base in Thailand now. He went and taught English as a second language. Right when the wall came down, the kids my age, like early 20s, God, mid 20s. I to have right here, right now, ready to go. Right here. A big gig. Watching the world wake up. Uh, it was almost like the Peace Corps for the '60s was kids of my era teaching, like when when like the wall came down, going to Eastern Europe and Russia and teaching English as a second language. Everyone wanted to learn English because everyone knew that was the Got language some good of business. What there? Well, th that's what's his face, There's Charles Napier. There's Crenny. He, he's in uh, uh, Tons of the Lambs. He's the guy who gets splayed up on the on the prison Something cell. Like you said, Tonsils of the Lambs, which Tonsils is a way better, yeah. way different movie. <laughs> that's what they show of vets. So yeah, it, it just um, um, but yeah, I, I, God damn it, I was going off again too about that. But uh, it's know. all just shitting on yeah. Russia and yeah. the superpowers, the Jesus Jones. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, again, that was the the gig for for like people my age, of, of my early twenties. It was like early nineties. You went and taught English a second language. Best friend from college did it in the Czech Czech Republic, and he was in a what was the capital of the Czech Republic again? Prague. Oh, okay, he I was, was in Prague, go Kiev, but that's no, Ukraine. No. 
He was, and then he went from there. He went to um, uh, Sochi, where the Winter Olympics were like I ten years that. ago. Yeah. So my buddy taught the first six months. He taught in, in the Czech Republic. Second six months were in Russia. He said the Czech Republic was fucking amazing. It was great, and the wall had just come down, and it was like, you know what his rent was? And he lived in this like majestic apartment, like this incredible. His rent was ten dollars a month. Hell yeah! But what's that convert to? Is no, it still reasonable? Thirty bucks or something? Yeah, like yeah that? dude. Yeah, I mean, he he made four hundred dollars a month as a teacher and lived like a king. Beers were like a dime. Literally, you know there's a I mean? monarchy. They elected him. You know, and and so, but he said, and people were great. The women were totally cool. Totally cool. He loved he, the women were awesome. They're totally down to ball, <laughs> crow. But but I mean the sex that he ball. But even by like he balled. Even by you know Europe is much more open, yeah. much cooler was than it in America. The era where they called it balling. I didn't call it balling. It was probably getting busy. <laughs> getting busy was what it was called. You know, doing the nasty. That's another thing. I'm doing the nasty. That that was another like early '90s. Like you had seen a couple Spike Lee movies when you said do the Hell nasty. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, it was that era. And he said the women, even by European standards, Czech women, it was like they wanted to have sex. And, and it was all in response to basically Russia clamping down on them. They were like, we're just going to all have sex. That's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to be totally sexually liberated, and that's how we're going to live. Because this is going to be kind of our, our form Ooh, of freedom. 94. Let's our go freedom. to 94 real quick. A little true lies So he said it. it was great. He Look said at that it, mustache. But then he went to Russia, and he went to Sochi, and he said Russia was just like it couldn't have been less cooler. Oh, the Russia it's Olympics. People awful. were like, this is like caveman level shit. Oh, uh, also, it, it was the most expensive Olympics in in, in, a, in Olympic history. It was more expensive than all the previous Winter Olympics combined because there was so much graft going on in corruption with, I mean, and the way they run things there. Plus, they just they had to pipe in all the snow. It was abnormally warm because oh, climate yeah, change and global warming is fucking They'll real. They'll have to do that in Paris. This is no, not Paris fifth. is doing the summer ones, They're right? In the summer, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I think they should just combine them. We can do fake snow. Let's just do a big jumbo <laughs> fucking Olympics now. Why do we got to have two? And, and we'll have a Hallmark movie let's about them. <laughs> There's Let's do a corporate merger between Olympi. <laughs> anyway, that that was... Uh, so he did that. He said Russia. Again, he, he would teach English there. First off, people were getting shot. Like the mob had completely taken over like it was really violent like more violent than even like most american cities like pretty violent heat didn't work nothing worked so he's teaching english with a chalk and a chalkboard in like 1992 1993 you know he said it was just straight good morning vietnam level well, well and it was you know it'd be 10 degrees in the classroom and there'd be like 18 students they all wanted to learn and they were like the educated people of his society well they would come up and ask him questions about the united states and oh you know so with with black people you have you have black f former slaves like oh yeah we have, yeah that's right well but but like they're a deviant class. Like, wh why they should all be in prison? Like, the, and these are like the PhD student people in Russia. Like, yeah, the, they're, they're a socially deviant these are the class. People that are like boys with Trump now. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, why, why are you letting them roam free? He's like, well, listen, that there is a high incarceration rate for a lot of black people. You know, much higher than the average. What you know, a lot of crime going. But no, they, they were just like all of them. Like all of them should be in jail. You know, that, that that literally is like the attitude towards it. So, and he also said they were like, so you have open, like back then it wasn't nearly as woke about sexual orientation in this country. It was still pretty homophobic in the States, but it was nothing like in Russia. They, you know, they were like, so you have open homosexuality? He's like, well, yeah, in, in a lot of cities, there'll be like these neighborhoods where basically the homosexuals can come together and, and live together. And, and, and you don't, they should have 
psychiatric treatments. They need to get shock therapy. Like they need to go to a mental ward and get like an electrical current put through their head. It's like the because what they are. It's like how it's like how countries have cars from the '60s. Russia has morals from the '60s. Yeah, still. yeah. They gotta, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right now they the just hit 93. They just hit know? 93 right now. Yeah. So so my point is 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 Russia was not it was not this cool country. They were not the good guys. And it's and back then they made movies just based on murder. I think we I think I captured it. I think I came back full circle. I lost my train of thought, but I think I made it back. Yeah. I'm happy. Thank you, Keith, for letting me go off because I'm coming in hot today. Look at that. I got a nice little I can make I got a bunch of clips, a nice little reel segment, everybody. We did it, everybody. Yeah, I think it was good. You see who is in this scene? Is that how we do? Uh, the, the bad guy from Karate Kid, the, the, not the blonde-haired kid, but the guy who ran Cobra Kai, the guy who runs Cobra Kai. This is him coming off of that, uh, off of that uh, um, uh, Karate Kid uh, buzz. He's going to take care of business now. Here he is. You see, look at here. He, the, the, fucking, you'll, you'll, you'll recognize him. You'll recognize the wax him. on, wax off guy. No, no. Here he is on the left. The left, you know. He, he, oh, he, was he, he in Cobra? Yeah, yeah. He, the, he, the bad guy in Cobra. He, Cobra Kai. No, 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 no. Cobra Kai. He, he was the, um, uh, he was the bad guy who ran the the, the evil karate school in Karate okay, Kid. Okay. That guy. So who he, was the bad? Remember the bad guy from Cobra? Oh, absolutely. That, that was face. Fucking terrifying. Oh, he remember, looked like a Terminator. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He definitely auditioned for Terminator. <sighs> oh, oh, oh. No, no, he's in Terminator. You know what he is? In Terminator, remember the three guys when Arnold Schwarzenegger first comes in and he's naked and he yeah. walks over. He's I need your jacket. It's, he's one of the three punk Hell guys. Yeah, dude. That he basically Schwarzenegger just puts his hand and just goes and guts his heart For out. Your anus, <laughs> like literally rips his chest Look cavity. Look at fucking out. him just rain bullets. Oh yeah, there's no one in there, bro. Well, and by the way, I don't know if you know this is the American base. This is the American base. He's doing it too. Look, look at the way this ends. It's unfucking. He's just so unhappy with the system at yes, this point. Yes. Yes. Rambo, yeah, this is, you'll recognize this guy. He's from Silence of the Lambs. He gets splayed. Oh, yeah, that's one of the fucking doctors. Charles Napier. He was in a bunch of, like, Russ Meyer movies in the late Rambo. 60s, early 70s. I, don't make I think he was in I a just I just Faster got, Pussycat. I just get cokes out of the machine, John. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Here we go. See. I swear to God, I didn't know it was supposed to happen like this. It was just supposed to be another assignment. Oh, here, listen. Mission. Next to the head. Is he going next to the head? Of course. It's like the end of ba Bad Boys with uh, you know Sean Penn and, and the Latino you know actor. Men out there. <laughs> you know where they are. No, they. Now let's get some blow and do it off this <laughs> knife. I'll find you. Again, this is that right, that right wing narrative. This is like the virtue signaling of the right in the '80s was that POW black flag. You'll still see some of those in the Midwest. They'll still have that. That's how old school. Their you can tell they is. cut off more pontification at that point. There was a distinct cut. John did a little soliloquy there that the studio yeah. was just like, eh. you know, this <laughs> isn't a. Down. Yeah, there are commercials for the military. We don't have to be a direct uh, one. Here's Cranona. He's the only guy you can trust. <laughs> I mean, when you when you compare First Blood is only three years before this, Keith. It's only three years before this. This the tone of this movie, I think, is fundamentally different. It's a fundamentally different tone. Oh, I mean, yeah, they were because you know? First Blood is like a is kind of you. 
you feel for him. He's a real protagonist. And then they kind of turned him into just this cartoonish a, a, a uh, spotlight for the military. Yeah. 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 No, because yeah. this collided with Top Gun and all those movies. Iron Eagle is like, isn't it sick to be a fucking POW, bro? <laughs> <laughs> this was the year before Top Gun. But I'm telling you, this greased the skids. For Top Top Gun made it yeah. sexy to be in you the know military. What? And I'll as much as you should on comic book movies, and it might be justified. Batman kind of fucking bowled all that over. Oh, uh, I Batman think there's truth. Yeah, I, I think there's truth in that. That kind yes. of shattered the war movie. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Here, Michael Keaton's gonna end my career. Built his guts. Oh, I love this. He gave everything he had once. For our country to love us as much as we love it. Oh, God. You know what? God. I, we do treat our veterans like dog shit in yeah. this country. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? They, 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 I mean, that's who our homeless population is. They all fought Quit. in the first Iraq war. Quit fucking bitching. And okay. Now the second Iraq war. There's homeless people that fought in oh, Afghanistan. Oh, dude, my job at Mercy Housing, a lot of our tenants were Iraq war, like current Iraq war guys. Yeah. Dudes in like their late 20s That's or wild. late 30s. Current Iraq war, reboot Iraq war. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Revival. I was in college when the first Iraq war happened. I was getting conscientious objector status information. Anybody needs me. Let's shake it up. We're fucking, uh, let's get a little true lies going, a different kind of violence. Ooh, here we go. Oh, my Lord. I yeah. saw this as a boy with my stepdad and my mom. Were you like, holy shit, she looks oh, I was amazing. so turned on, bro. Yeah, she was still hot. Kind of looks like a guy. Oh, well, you that's know. The that, it's well, yeah, the that's myth. It's the myth. She was a, 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 a vesti. A vesti. Yeah. Is it the, is it, yeah. She had both parts as a bur at birth, and they chose to make her a girl. Yeah. I don't know how the truth to that, but Christopher Guest is all up in those guts. But also, that that had to have been like in the early 60s, late 50s. How good was the surgery back then to do that? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. You take, I don't know why I did it British. <laughs> is he Brit a British Tony surgeon? Curtis, her fucking dad? Yes, absolutely. What was he in? Oh, he was in Some Like It Hot. That's okay. just probably But he was, I think he was, was he also in Not the Heat of the Night? He was in this good movie with, uh, I think, Sidney Poitier, where it's a black guy and a white guy that are chain gang together and are escaping a prison. I love how part of the plot of this is like, <laughs> I can't find out. I would rather semi-rape her than her find out that I work for the FBI. <laughs> yeah, or the CIA or whatever. Yeah. This is when she was still a sex symbol. She was still a sex symbol. She's a camera still movie. hot, dude. She's got a nice little gray-headed principal feel to her. Yeah. Bend yeah. you over that desk and break out a nice little but ruler. Look, I mean, dude, her That's a very high V'd thong right there. That's a 90s yes. thong. Oh, I, to me, that was the height of beauty. That was like really sexy. Probably to my hiding a pretty aggressive thicket of pubic hair in there. Uh, it was getting trimmed, but little did we know it would just all go away. <laughs> you know, dude, I remember the Bush, dude, hardcore. Yeah, you know? sixteen stone razor blade suitcase. I remember Bush, <laughs> Gavin Rossdale. Everything's and everything's. You hate and Bush. I they love are. them. That's the one thing oh, we cried on. I love oh. Bush, bro. They were such, they were a complete Nirvana ripoff. Well, you know? everything was silver chair, but you can't yeah. fucking fault people for that. Yeah, being they, from they, an era. they knew it. I wonder what Grohl thought. I, I give Grohl credit for being like, okay, I'm a good enough musician. We're gonna create this other rock and roll band that's basically kept the mantra alive. Rock and rock's dead. Does anyone? Do you think kids don't like want to play in a band as much? Or? 
Is it I just, love, this oh. was back, they were trying to kick comedy into everything. They're having a little fucking argument with each other. Yeah. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. <laughs> I this think was this the was beginning like, of like, hey, your accent. That's the movie. He's, I'm playing a very serious role, but I sound like a foreigner. <laughs> well, I would argue that this is this is his last true like hit. The sixth day. Remember the sixth day? When did that come out? That was the one like late nineties. He had just had a coronary and come off surgery. It was like his first movie wow. back after getting heart surgery. Wow. But yeah, this was kind of the end. Kindergarten cop was weirdly his peak for me. Mm. Yeah, for me. I actually I liked Total Recall. <laughs> I don't see. I just saw Total I'm Recall. I'm jealous that you got Predator. Arnold. Oh, pre Predator! Honestly, Predator is probably as it's certainly one of his high water. He's not as juiced. Ooh, I got to fix your camera here. You know, uh, he's he's cartoon Red Heat. We did Red Heat with Jim Belushi. That's how big of a star John Belushi was. That we we just wanted a brother who kind of loosely sounded like him. Oh yeah, to yeah, be yeah. In yeah. His brother has a for career. another decade. Jim has a career because, because John of his was dead so brother. We need John Belushi that bad. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. You know. Anyway. Wait, oh, is this Tia? Is it for the woman Hell from? Yeah, uh, it's Tia Carrera from ah, Wayne's World. Oh, she, she was the item of the time. She was <clears throat> gorgeous. I thought it was that. That's such a racism of the '90s, where like she was the Asian girl of the of that five year period. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And then Jennifer Lopez replaced her as like, all right, we're gonna have a Spanish. We're gonna have a Mexican girl now. Jennifer Lopez. And then they've kind of stuck with that. It's always a Mexican girl. Yeah, it's. Uh, and I would say Taylor Swift is now the white girl, of course, of the moment. Correct? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. fabulous. I tell oh, you what. Oh, I love the gun. <laughs> the fucking. Oh, she's been revealed. There we go. <laughs> she's oh. fucking the the spokesperson of the Taiwanese government. <laughs> yeah, I know. This she's is still gotta be poisoned. You play you know? the succubus, bitch. God, it's amazing how they're able to make these. I'm sure that, that that was like stock footage from some like private plane taking off from the Santa Monica oh, yeah. airport, airport. Speaking of planes, we'll get into some commercial oh, yeah. topics yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, I, I've been coming in hot with the jingoism. So Japan had a rough week last week. We had an earthquake with some fucking Ooh. landslides. We had a Japan Air runway collision. We'll go to that one first. Yeah, I saw the aftermath of that. You know what I thought of? I thought of the one... Your mom? No, no. <laughs> I thought of the Canary Island crash in 1977, which I remember. I was in the second grade, Keith, when that happened. No, it was 76. It was 76 or 77. The KLM collision. Oh, yeah. Which I'm sure you've seen. I haven't gone down that rabbit hole in months, but there was a time when I was going, those like 30 minute explanations of, of uh, plane crashes that they would do, these reenactment of plane crashes, I was totally into, which I'm sure you've watched. You had to have watched the KLM one. It's awesome. The oh, collision, yeah. The, yeah. the aftermath of that. Did you, have you seen the aftermath of this collision uh, yeah, in it, Tokyo? It's pretty hardcore. It's pretty similar. Yeah, absolutely. It, there's like this shell of like a, a, of a fuselage. And everyone you know, on like that plane got it, off. You know? it's, it's really brought on uh, lessons about how we deboard airplanes because everyone goes for their luggage. Yeah. So either you put your valuables in your personal item or people are just, that's just how, like, uh, what is that, possessive we are with yeah. our items, is we Jesus. would rather die on a burning airplane than, no, I can't leave my luggage. Yeah, I know. God, that's crazy. So they say if you literally get off, like, quickly, like, you can actually, you can survive it, potentially. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I watched. Did you see this one? There's a great one uh, of these. Again, they have these thirty-minute kind of dramatic reenactments and like kind of. I don't know what would you. They're like a movie or a documentary on famous plane crashes, and I've seen like seven oh, yeah, or eight of all, them. They, but there's the problem with those is there's YouTube channels that will take the same documentary and just recut it and show it. Oh, look, there's 37 plane crashes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like not, and there's not 800 <laughs> videos about this. Yeah, it, but it's been pretty interesting. The one that was interesting to me was: Did you see the one where there was a flight from? Uh, I think it was going from like Nashville to toronto allegheny Ooh, airlines i think we got another fucking uh let me see what the best view of this one is i'm looking at we're gonna watch a couple of videos here about this yeah but, but but that there was one reenactment talking about the the plane where the people filed off it was an allegheny airlines flight which is like such an early 80s airline it's up a, there with western yeah and eastern and braniff, eastern. braniff absolutely piedmont <laughs> Piedmont's in there, you know. Uh, Texas Air was one. Southwest like came out of that, and they were like the dominant fucking one. Uh, but anyway, uh, there was a plane that took off. Long story, and they had to do an emergency landing. I think in Columbus, Ohio. Probably say say clear my throat. Columbus, Ohio, or Cleveland, some, one of those Ohio towns. All right, here we go, baby crash doll. In Japan, involving Oof. two planes on the same runway. It happened at one of Tokyo's busiest airports in the wake of a devastating earthquake. CBS's Elizabeth Palmer is in Tokyo. Goddamn right she is. At the moment, flew on a plane. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. So there was a yeah. Coast Guard Japan airplane Airlines on the runway, and it was just flames. in flames. Look at these people. Today, I'd be shitting my pants. Said the passenger jet had authorization to land here. Yes, yes, yes. did not. A transcript shows the control tower told the Japan Airlines pilot Ugh. he was cleared to land, while the Coast Guard pilot was told to taxi to a holding point. The evacuation of the Airbus was textbook. With only three of the eight emergency exits accessible, the Whoa. cabin crew got 379. Wow, yeah. that's pretty amazing. That, that's actually encouraging, Dude, isn't it? I would have grabbed the weed I had in my luggage <laughs> and sat there and watched that <laughs> fucker burn. In part, to see how the new generation carbon fiber body withstood the blaze. The blaze. Look at Airbus coming out fucking with yeah. the with the props. Dude, a Boeing airplane would have turned into a fucking tinderbox. Yeah. Our shit is terrible. We're going right into the earthquake, too. To the area of Western Japan, devastated by Oh, my God. Dude, this makes me shit my pants Ooh, about Los Angeles. Yeah. Because cities, they're prepared for this shit. These buildings are ready for earthquakes. Like, we're going to die, dude, if there's an yeah, earthquake out here. Yeah, yeah. It's... We need, I to have to, we need to be outside when that happens. That to me is is the is the that's the move, right? To be in mid city where yeah. there's nothing around you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it just and just that's why the Jewish people are in Hancock Park. No, I'm there kidding. We that's go. the conspiracy. God, Can you no, it's that not. Part? It's yeah, not. Exactly. But okay. that would be. I do. If I tell, if I told a couple of my friends. They would, from the that suburbs, might be a response that the Jewish people are all in the basin where there's no high buildings and it's the best place for an earthquake. You think that's a coincidence? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
You know, maybe they were smart about getting that land. Yeah, maybe you know, they maybe just they don't like giant metal monsters around <laughs> collapsing them, on them and killing them by s- hundreds around you know? their Spanish staccato mansions. They yeah. don't want downtown LA infiltrating their fucking literally where they have PGA Tour Masters tournaments at the fucking uh, yeah at that golf course out there. Absolutely, Hancock Park. They have absolutely. they have professional golf tournaments <laughs> yeah, there. Absolutely. Yeah, they don't want giant high buildings ruining that view. <laughs> I will say, if I had you know. I think that's if you truly had the cash, if you truly had the cash out here, like something hits and you truly had the cash, what neighborhood would you want to truly live in? Like, where would you want to live, you think? Um, if I, I mean, I have this fight every day, but I fall in love with new ones. Mm-hmm. I really like Eagle Rock. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. I love. Mid city is that area. I would try and get in that Fairfax I area. I, I was going to say the Fairfax district, that kind of area. But I also like Pasadena. Pasadena is cool because that's where you got the yards and the nature and shit. Yep, absolutely. The yards and the nature. And the <laughs> I bet you a lot of coyotes up there. Bears, fuck I, coyotes. You know, Jasmine, my girlfriend, as you know, works in a in a, at Huntington Huntington Library in Pasadena. And it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful up there. Uh, I used to think it was the Hollywood Hills. I wouldn't want to live in the Hollywood Hills now. I would not want to live in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, I think the Hollywood Hills is a mistake. I think when the big one hits, I think those buildings are going to go cascading down the hill. Oh, 100%. The hill's going to go cascading. Absolutely. I I would never want to live there. I I used to think that in my 20s when I was young. Uh, and then I thought, yeah, you know, I, I like my neighbor north of Los Feliz Boulevard. There's some fucking great homes in that kind of foothills. They're kind of like foothills. This is footage of the earthquake here. But to me, Hancock Park is actually a, a dark horse, you know. You uh, I, I used to dancing. think maybe Santa Monica. What if we had an earthquake while we were watching this earthquake? How fucking meta would that be, bro? I know. I know. That'd be pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, knock on wood, I've only experienced one true earthquake that I truly, that, that was an earthquake. Look at that, man. But those homes are kind of, they're still, This is it. still one of those things where, like, when you see the damage, you feel it. But since the camera's moving, you still don't get what it would feel like to bounce it. Like, I, no, I know. it's probably the ground slapping the bottom of your feet. Like, oh, if you I know, know what, like, how you jump and, like. It's just like uncontrolled jumping, probably, of like, ooh, why is the ground slapping my feet? For me, the one that I worry about, my fantasy... Ooh, here's the Namis. What I've heard is there's basically two types of earthquakes. There's the north and south, up and down, and there's the east and west. There's the sideways one. And then the third... There's basically... (laughs) When your mom wakes up in the morning, you know what I'm saying right Um, there? So there's basically two (laughs) types. But the... To me, the up and down one, that would suck. But the side to side, if I'd be standing up, it'd be like, you'd be like moving back and forth like some sort of weird, you know, palm tree. Just do tree. the rhythm nation dance. And, and, and you would get, like, get, you get, like, you get motion sickness. You get a real, like a seasickness. It'd be a terrible feeling. Plus, shit would be falling down around you. You know, all those trinkets wiggling, oh, dude. Man. Yeah, they're, they're just, yep. Wow. I That's mean, they're prepared for this. That's aftermath. Oh, it's the fires that ravage everything. Yeah. Like that that devastation we saw, I'm sure that's not earthquake caused. It's just like gas lines burst. Yeah. You got to get the fuck out of there. That's yeah. really the key. 
seconds yeah. after that, seconds after the main earthquake, you're yeah. grabbing your bag and whatever stuffed animals will keep you emotionally supported while you hitchhike to a different state. Yeah. <laughs> and you get the fuck out of Dodge, dude. Do you think, I think a major earthquake in LA might be, I would leave the city. Do you think? Do you think oh, that, we're going to San Antonio, Texas. Do, There's do, no fucking doubt about do, that. Do you think? Yeah, if the I'll big one hits, my cousins that live in Mid City, and we're going to San Antonio, bro. Okay, interesting. No, I mean, I, until I they rebuild that. LA, I'm coming back. Yeah, no, I respect that. You know what? It depending on the the magnitude. Depending on what my cousin's place in fucking uh, in uh, Culver City is like, we may fucking shack up there. But I think we would initially try and get to San Antonio yeah. to at least be like, hey, we're alive, you know? Yeah. No, I, I'd and I'm go, off work for a little bit, you know? Yeah. I'd go back to Chicago. Eventually. We would definitely, yeah. it would be a life rethinker. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, yeah. that would, it, you think COVID killed show business. Wait till the big one happens. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that in the way over here today, Keith. And, and you think it's the truth? Because I'm, th- I'm doing a lot of reflecting. I've been here for five years now, dude. Yeah, it's January I mean, 2019. Too. It's over five, you know five years, but you have to admit, 2020 and 2021 were just like nothing. I mean, I love the fucking music they put behind. I know. This. Yeah, this is it's good. It's dramatic. You know what's wild, and that's how desensitized we are. If they didn't have this music, this wouldn't even move us yeah, at all. Yeah, we'd just be like, all right, Jesus Christ, look at look that. At that. Look at that road. Can you imagine that happening, and then it closes on your fucking ankle oh. like a bear trap? That's my fear is I'm going to get swallowed by the earth. Oh, yeah. That, that'd be a terrible death. We got these wa- we got these water tables here in Los Angeles. We're literally Los Angeles is just above ocean. Like yeah. there's the ground and then there's water underneath it. Wow. So Fucking like when the crazy. big one hits, there's literally pieces of L.A. that are just going to fall. They call them liquefaction zones. They're just going to fall into water that's <laughs> underneath it. Uh I don't want to be on one of those pieces of land. This when that area happens. is not like ish. That's what we literally when we look at places to move, we're like, is there a liquefaction zone near? There's liquefaction zone maps wow. that you can look. You've tax ta- property taxes, liquefaction zones. That's what we fuck with. You can actually find that, huh? Hell yeah. I, w- I don't know. Where, I wonder where mine is. I don't know. I, who knows? I mean, you're in a rough area. It might be. It's pretty watery out there. You know? And you're up in the hills. I mean, those yeah. those hills exist because of plate tectonics. Yeah, absolutely. So even if you're not a liquefaction zone, you're like, you're you live where the earth moves. Yeah, yeah. There's a when you drive up on the five. I've gone to the Bay Area a bunch of times. When you fly up to San Francisco, you when you look at the state, it is so obvious that just this giant plow is going into the side of the country. It's just this giant plate. Like all the mountains, the way they crack, it's like, oh, look at these things. I mean, the way they're, and it's all uniform almost. They, they, it's the same action of like one bigger object is hitting another object and just pushing Earth up. It's so obvious, the plate tectonics. So yeah, yeah, you're probably right. God, I don't know. That would be a game changer. Uh, that, that, that would be, a, I would have to go back to, uh, to Chicago. Yeah. I could see that. I'd have to go back there. I mean, I have my place still. Pop around you know? here. But yeah, no, no, that, that's interesting. I with with the big one. So I've been here for five years. Would you say 2020 and 2021? Those were just like oh, having my phone by the TV is fucking with the radar on the remote. Uh, okay, uh, interesting. No, I'm not. It's not oh, like no. a problem. No, I'm I just, just learned something. Ooh, look at him. He's. Oh shit. 
Sure. He's young. Using her sex to manipulate our boys. Well, of course. You know, that's what women do. Oh, she can't stand it. She just looks away. Thanks her... for everything, Harry. Wasn't bad while it lasted. She really tried. God, her Let's career go. did not take off. Because this is a pretty good step in that here. direction. She scored a pretty big role here after Wayne's World. I mean, this is a major Hollywood movie. <clears throat> there was nothing. There was nothing. <laughs> I, I actually, that. Arnold's grown. I actually like Arnold now. Oh, yeah, he's just a fuck. Ooh, did Eberflus get fired? He's trending. There's going to be a big meeting at Hallis Hall tomorrow. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That'd be crazy if they fucking say we got to go a different direction. Ooh, I think they're going to keep him. Well, that, it's, it's, that's a bearish move, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> According to my sources, Matt Eberflus will not be fired and will remain head coach in 2024, but this is true biscuits and gravy. Let's get a fucking, let's get a latest here. But the truth yeah. agent, I would be the head coach of the Bears. <laughs> it makes you I think the they're going to keep him, though. I've already heard that the it was leaning towards Eberflus staying. Yeah. Now, yeah. I think they need to get rid of Getsy. Getsky. Is he their uh, O coordinator? Yes. Yeah. Do, do you know what's interesting? Uh, Chief fans are really bitching about Nagy. Well, yeah, he's you terrible. Know? He's terrible at his job. Yeah. It's at the same time, uh, the Chiefs receivers suck. They are pedestrian wide receivers. The Chiefs have pedestrian wide receivers. Trying to find some live, actual, all this Matt Eber. See, that's the problem with Twitter now, is it used to be shit actually trending, but now it's just like bots tweeting the word Matt Eberflus. Mm. And like, there's no, there's no realness behind it. Uh, but it's yeah, crazy. I think they're going to keep them. And I kind yeah. of, like I was saying off air, I would like them to draft Caleb Williams, but I will not be upset if they trade down. Yeah. And just keep Justin Fields and run uh, it back. So I've been going through the process, Keith, of we've talked about these college quarterbacks. Drake May, Jaden Daniels a little bit. He's moving up. Uh, and so I've been watching a bunch of film on those three guys. Titans have fired Mike Vrabel. That's yeah, I saw that. Right now. I saw that. I thought he was actually an okay coach. I actually liked him. Yeah. You know, uh, but they defensive coach. Yeah, they're they moving ran. on to an offensive. Uh, they know Henry's old. They got to move on Let's from him. Let's look into what Colin had to fucking had to say about all this fucking. You want to talk? Look at watch yeah. this through Colin here. Because and I was looking at those quarterbacks. Who would be the fit for what the Vikings are trying to do? It's Drake May. He's the guy they like. He's he's who they're gonna like. But they aren't gonna get him. They had the eleventh overall pick, and they'd have to trade like up to the second pick, or maybe even the first, with the Bears, and trade like their first round pick and their second round pick from this year, maybe a player in there too. Maybe it's just like that they'd have to actually uh, give a lot up. And, and, I, and I don't know. I don't know if I'm. It, you know, the Vikings are in their usual purgatory mediocrity. They're, you know, they're just an annoying franchise. It's it's getting pretty depressing. Depressing because. It's so obvious they're not going to win a Super Bowl before I die. They have to win one before I croak, dude. You know, death isn't yeah, but so you're far live off. A long ass time. I I don't. I hope. I hope. You know, I think I've taken pretty good care of myself. I have a good diet, exercise consistently, played basketball again on Saturday. <laughs> dude, I've been playing basketball now for like three months. I mean, people complain about cancer. Yeah. With cell phones. I didn't know there was going to be this kind of remote interference if you put a cell phone next to a television. Exactly. It totally fucks me, too. Thank you so much for that piece of information, that advice. Oh, because, yeah. Because my, my, the, my, the, uh, if I moved this camera a f three inches to the left, it'd be fine. 
but you but can't it's do because it because yeah. the cell phone. It's got, I got a perfect shot here. Yeah. I'm not ruining the fucking shot. Exactly. This is a beautiful one shot exactly. I got framed. So they, yeah, there we have him. We have Colin. Uh, three hours ago. Oh, here we go. This is a quick one. Yes, I want to fucking play it. Look at me snapping. I don't get that on fucking. <laughs> Let's get that clipped out here. Uh, I, I think go. the pack Heard is that hierarchy. Yeah. Fire yeah. away. Oh, they upped his music. It's not just blue, blue, blue. Teams according to college, number ten. You know, I don't know if the Packers are the tenth best team in the playoff, but, but Jordan Love is six and two in his last eight as a starter with a hundred thirteen passer rating. I will Only say, two I, I hate to admit this. He's better than Justin Fields, it, and it, it pains it, me. It, it, it's not. It's not that he's. They've got some very good young players on offense. Yeah, they've got like three or four good offensive players. The Packers have fucking done what I didn't want them to be, and they're like going to be a powerhouse again. Well, we'll see. Uh, Their defense sucks. Their defense sucks. It's not good. Yeah, they only won 17 to 9. You know, I mean, they're not. Listen, if Cousins doesn't pop his Achilles tendon, they're going to finish ahead of the pack. Yeah. You know, I mean, they were, I mean, the Vikings got their heart ripped. When they lost the Look Bengals the and the Lions, the Vikings got their heart ripped. Colin out. hates that he has to give his flowers to a defensive head coach. <laughs> Only 14 giveaways, fewest in the entire With league a rookie quarterback. With a rookie quarterback. Oh, there we go. How great is that? Stroud has had five games. Overcoming a defensive head coach. Uh, He's good. They had the first and second pick. I, I forgot they, they got that linebacker. Defense, don't kid yourself. They, so you can compliment the defense, but if they have a defensive culture, that's bad. A defensive culture, that's bad. I, I don't. The no, fact is, if eight. you're a defensive coach, Parcells, I guess, had a totally good offensive mind. There's that famous interview. Uh, Steve Young said he, he would talk, was talking with them for an hour, and all they did was talk about offense. He thought it was going to be this big defensive conversation. One of the first nights, he said they talked about all, and he said his insights into offense were totally good. Parcells just you loved know? the veer. <laughs> you run the veer when you're masking offensive line problems at like a D2 school. You know, it's such an old, it's such an old formation. It's amazing. The Split Veer, that's the offense that fucking old boy ran in Remember the Titans. Well, well, yeah, well, the exactly. And the Badgers, when they hired Don Morton, my fucking first oh, year Oh, that's in also what we're going to come to. Maybe we'll do a sneak peek of it. But 92 was Barry Alvarez, his first year at Wisconsin. Uh, well, so it, there's a... An, there, the, that ni- was actually a second year. Okay, so, but 92, yeah. they beat Ohio State, and it's one of his first Absolutely. conference wins. Absolutely. They, they beat Ohio State. And, and you have to understand, Keith, they beat the University of Minnesota in Minnesota my senior year, okay? They beat Maybe them we'll in Minnesota. In, in, it was November of 1991. That was the first road Big Ten victory Wisconsin had had. Since beating Ohio State in 1985, because then that can lead us into the national they title had, game. They had six years of not winning a road game in the Big Ten. The, the Badgers did six years. You're bad. You were a bad football team. Dave McClain had a heart attack, and he was a decent coach in the go, early Bubba. 80s. Here we go, Bubba. People know the 84 Badgers had three guys drafted in the first round. They had 18 guys drafted. Uh, that team was totally good, and then their coach had a heart attack, and they just... Oh, these uniforms are going to get your fucking... They're going to really get you going here. They're going to be the gigantic shoulder pads with, like, the shiny pants, you know? 
<laughs> Here, let me get this going. I remember that game because I, I went back to Madison. Oh, you were in school. No, 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 you were out. I, I had graduated, but I went back with, I was still seeing my, my girlfriend, my very first girlfriend and I, our relationship had literally, we had just broken up, but we had this trip planned. So we decided to still do it, you know? And so we went up to Madison. This would have been early October of 92, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Wisconsin started getting better in 92. Oh, they saw the W there. Yeah, I want to see who the... This is going to be great. Oh, oh shit, we don't see who the lineups are. It's just clips, yeah. Look at that graphic. It's Daryl Bevel at quarterback, oh. for sure. No, no, I... I used to. Lo- I'm. I'm glad they do it in the pros, but I used to love that about college. That that's where you would see strange numbered people. Eighty nine punter. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Is this uh, Brett Moss? That's Brett Moss. God, he was. Wow, I, I forgot that he was on that '92 team. I love he a no young. name on the back of the jersey where the institutions more better than the fucking name on the back. That's why exactly. USC does it. You're not bigger than our school, prick. You're giving us eighty grand a year. <laughs> Defense from Ohio State are just picking their way. Yep. Is that fucking? Uh, it was Bob Greasy. Bob man. Greasy. Yeah, he was Bob ABC's Greasy. man. I could be wrong. Concrete they're playing. Oh, oh he, he scores a touchdown here. It looks like. Yeah, he was. Ooh, ooh he's just short. He's dead. He died this so past year. So, are you still kind of going into this with uh, hope, or is this when you're like, we're finally going to beat Ohio State? Like, or is this like as a Bucks fan, a Bucky oh, fan? Are you like, all right, that we're going to be better this year? Uh, yeah, no, I could tell they were trending in the right direction. Uh, this team was five. The 91 team was five and six, and this team was five and six. They lost the last game of the season to Northwestern. I went to that game. It was one of those classic Midwestern games, like mid, mid-November, late November, where it was like freezing rain and 35 degrees. That really, I, I think that weather is almost worse than snow. It's that character terrible. weather. Yeah, you're cold. And, and Bucky was lining up for a field goal. They were, they had because in college they get the right hash mark. They hand it off to Jason Burns, and he fumbled. And they were going to kick a 28-yard field goal to then go to a bowl game. But then they lost to Len Williams was the quarterback uh, for for uh, for Northwestern. Good Ohio State go. That guy's fucking. Is that Peppy Pearson? Cothran? Jeff Cothran. I, I don't remember him. Let's look. I wonder what the, who the quarterback was. The quarterback like Herb Street? Yeah, I think it might be actually. Yeah, Herb Street. Yeah, it was Herb Street. Street. Yep. Wow, I didn't know he played for the Buckeyes. Oh, absolutely. No stickers on the helmet for Kurt. Uh, Ohio State was having a bat. They weren't that good at this time. Okay, so he's a former fullback. He played fullback. And in the NFL in the Arena Football League, he played for the Cincinnati Bengals, the Orlando Predators, the Detroit Fury, Who did? and the Florida Bobcats. He was drafted uh, Jeff Cothran, that big-ass oh, fucking yeah, Ohio State yeah. back. Interesting. He was Jeff for the Bengals? Uh, yep, 1994 in the third round, wow. it looks like. Wow. Yeah, that that uh, Big Daddy Wilkinson was the first overall pick that you're detacking. Two years. Two-year career. From Middletown, Ohio, so we got to play for a hometown team. Yep. At least that's good. If you're going to flame out, you want to make a, like, I played for my hometown team. I think initially you'd be embarrassed, and then through time you'd actually be, like, proud of yourself. Yeah, you get a car yeah. wash out of it. It's a good yeah, time. Exactly. You could sell insurance. 
You know, you can make a little money. You're, you're making a low six-figure salary in your 50s, so you're doing okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that's him right there. Look at that punter right there. Look at that hair fucking a, draping out of the back of that. He's 150 pounds. That was a nice little still that 80s was a good mullet. Punt. Yeah. Peeking out oh, of the yeah. back of that yeah, helmet. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was still lingering. Ooh. So we talk about how 1992 was still the 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a big step towards the 90s getting an identity was, of course, a Nevermind being released. A grunge definitely. There was a, a shift at that point. But I think you raised a good point off here saying, and when Cobain committed suicide, then it was truly the 90s at that point. Well, because that's you know? when, the, like, it, it be, it, it's different when things are already popular versus when that thing that made it popular goes away and you have to immortalize it now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's what the, like, Nirvana was the 90s. And well, when, when it went away, it was like, oh, we have to, like, to keep this around, we have to make it culture. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That look, I mean, there's so, so many movies of that, like the kids, or movies for like young adults in their teens and 20s, I'd say, you know, were a lot of like, like mall rats, you know? Was oh, yeah, that was around the corner. Clerks wasn't out yet in 92, right? No, no, Clerks came out like in 94, 95. I, I liked Clerks. I thought it was funny. I liked the dialogue. You know, there, there was some good dialogue. It was the kind of the beginning of dialogue, dialogue featured movies. I, I always thought, Where you thought, didn't though, need a weird fish named Wanda kind of plot to fucking... But I was more of a Richard Linklater. Look at that, that cult symbol on oh the back God. of his fucking <laughs> shirt. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Christ. Was that like some sort of robot ovary? <laughs> what was going on there? Yeah, absolutely. But no, but but you're... Uh, um, What's up with the front of that? Is that like a weird yeah. golf tee? Yeah, that, 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 that's Dan McCarney. What the fuck is that? He was the D coordinator. He went and coached Iowa State after this. He was that pretty good. That looks like he went off at a pregame speech and just started putting stickers in the sky, <laughs> and we're going to do that to him. Oh, they fucked up. Yeah, and then they recovered. Yeah, that is the ugliest fucking shirt yeah. to man. He's got the whole staff in him. Yeah, poor absolutely. boys. Poor boys. I think their receivers were like touched. Lead. Oh my god! And he fumbled by return. Dude, uh, there were a lot of fucking turnovers. Yeah, in this thing. it is. Uh, but it's yeah. hard to get your hands up with those pads. I think the smalling of the pads was better for mobility. These guys yeah. were fucking just. John John Cooper was their coach. Uh, this is when Ohio State was Michigan's bitch. You know uh, this. Yeah, which is probably going to turn. Well, into, did they have old boy that got them all corrupt and shit? Who was the Pat Shermer looking motherfucker? Oh, 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 oh you mean Jim, Jim Trestle? Jim Trestle? Yeah, you know, you know, this is John Cooper still. Cooper was hated because these teams were always. Pat like, Shermer looking motherfucker. <laughs> he was. They were all like, they're always like nine and two, ten and one, but would lose to Michigan every there fucking is a year. a collection of coaches that I think are just clones of Marty Schottenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> White guys with the blonde over yeah. glasses that turn into sunglasses when it gets too sunny. <laughs> Tony LaRusso sunglasses. Like that is a fucking cart coach archetype from the 90s. Do you see that 55? Who is that? Is, you know who that is? Is that Gary Casper? Mike, Mike Thompson. Thompson. Uh, he was a, Wisconsin. He was totally good. Pretty secondary education. Up. Does that mean he's going to teach slow people? Uh, he played a couple years in the NFL. He was a good D tackle. I thought it was this guy Gary Casper. Gary Casper. Look how packed it is, the crowd. Gary Casper was a uh, was a linebacker for this team in '92, and the story about Gary Casper is when I was living there. He and this guy uh, Aaron Norvell, who was also a linebacker, Jay Norvell's brother, were linebackers on this team, 
And they took a guy out of Joe Hart's, which was a, which was a bar in, in Madison, this guy out who was like 170 pounds. And I think Norville, I think Norville held him up while Gary Casper repeatedly punched him. He punched him so hard he ripped his ear off. He ripped the dude's ear off. The fucking sick. You know, I mean, and the guy got, I mean, he got, you know, he was in fucking the hospital for like Man, but you a don't month. Get, you don't get that in our day's football. I know. I mean, he was a complete thug, and he was like, you know, two hundred and thirty-five pounds. He was a fucking college linebacker. You know, he's like, just who was a tough... the? Was it an Ohio State coach that fucking attacked the player from the sidelines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that was. Uh, yeah, that was uh, not Earl Bruce. That was, Earl. That was, Earl Bruce actually followed Woody Hayes. <laughs> Earl Bruce was good. Earl Bruce, they, they were undefeated in '79. That, that he was the first coach after Woody Hayes, and they were undefeated and played. Is that the Rose Raymond Bowl. Harris? Yeah. Yeah, Bear great Raymond Harris. That's how sad was, my fucking childhood was. I always thought he was a decent player. No, he was very he was serviceable. Decent, yeah, this really was back when everybody was a fullback. I think Raymond was a fullback too. Yeah, because Raymond was with Rashawn Salam and stuff. Raymond Harris had to step up when Rashawn Salam ended up being go. a fucking flop. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're gonna get. Yeah, exactly. God. Rashawn Salam, rest in peace, man. Yeah, bro. Wow. Him and Cedric Benson, dude. <sighs> Bears don't have a, a good history with oh. maintaining the life of their bust-out running back did, picks. Did, didn't Benson? Did Peyton Benson? died. Benson died. For poor Curtis Enos probably has the sugar foot, I'm sure. <laughs> the sugar foot? Exactly. So so what exactly is the sugar foot? Is that like what you're the just... The diabetes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get the sh get I just saw flowers of the killer off. blood moon, so I fucking, you know, it's on my brain. <laughs> He's got the sugar foot. Is it a pretty good movie? Yeah, it's long as shit, but it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, that's Montgomery. They, they had a pretty good tie, uh, tight end. He played for the Eagles for two or three years. Mark Montgomery was a good-looking quarterback, a prototype. That I, means white. Yeah, I think it was Bevel. I think it was Bevel's first year. That's pretty dope that white people get to be called prototypes. <laughs> Look at that running formation. Oh, yeah, we're going to pass out of it. Look how fucking vanilla. Oh, he went Page down. Went down. He's terrified of that white guy. Again. That's Thompson. The, they loved a white defender in the 80s and 90s. Oh, without a doubt. Dude, I mean. A nice long mullet. Dude, dude. Wisconsin, they have like BYU athletic whites. J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt. You know, that guy, Them Andrew Iowa Van Ginkle. stern, giant you know, white men. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of dudes with Van yeah, <laughs> Van something. Well, I've always Van said Van Ness, Van Patrick, Van Thompson, <laughs> fucking it's Van Helsing replacement theory type shit. <laughs> or, or I've always said this: if you're over 300 pounds in the country and you have a Z or a V or or a, or a um a W in your name, you're getting a recruitment letter. Let's pop a from the University of Wisconsin. Halftime here, you know, pop a, pop a weedy. You, you're you're mm. gonna. <laughs> They always have like some W Z or yeah or V in their this name. This is a fizz cola. This entire can is a hundred milligrams, so I'm gonna have to be careful. Oh, uh, oh, but we're easing, it, we're easing into halftime here. We're at an hour. The first hour is complete. How how'd you like that? I do. I got we ripped through it. I, I, I've been. I came in hot. Would you like to take a break or are we good? Um, well, yeah, well, how about a, is there any more like news story thing maybe we want to do before we go to the break? Alaska air door ripped off fucking <laughs> mid flight? Do you want to check that out? Yeah, sure. This has been thanks for letting me watch this because I, I, well, I'm I actually, trying to get I'm trying to find things that fucking get you going, you know, Crow. I'm sorry that I have to lean forward so much into the camera to change this, but like I'm really the LIDAR like is SCTV. all fucked up here. It's SCTV, it's three dimensional. There you go. You know, that was always on SCTV with it. Really they act like it was three dimensional. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. This is, I'm gonna type it. 
We're going to type it, and then we're going to cast it. One of the funniest SCT sketches of the late 70s with John Candy and Joe Flaherty and fucking uh, Eugene Levy and what <laughs> Maureen O'Hara, I think it was. No, what was her name, O'Hara? All right, let's find some wait, wait, nice they played 3D. Like, video. <laughs> they act like it was 3D, like they'd be this signing the something. One. And they put the, it's in three dimension. And the, they'd put the, they'd point. All the, right, Crow, check this out. Hold on, hold three on, hold on. <laughs> it was so. We're going to pause this because so I got to get it nice. and goofy. <laughs> uh, what the fuck just happened? Oh, that was a, my computer screen went black. Hey, no, we didn't do Bears Vikings much yet. We're going to do that in the second half. Rob Aponte's in the chat here. What's sure. going on, Rob? Hey. Yeah, but, but right now, we're hey, good to, well, good to see you, Rob. hello, Larry. <laughs> All right. We're no, watching. right now we're doing the. We're gonna watch the this door blow off of this fucking airplane. Uh, this was Alaska Airlines. This was a great. I mean, this is almost like those fake things they throw on YouTube. But here we go. Passenger captures terrifying video. The the uh, do you know that fucking bulkhead door? That Ooh. thing ripped off. Oh, oh, you the mean, one oh, they give you instructions over the wing, on over where the if wing? it happens. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. So that ripped off. That's supposed to be a strong door. You know what I mean? Well, like it's supposed to work. Here we go. You know. <laughs> Wow. Oh, I'm going to have to fucking do it on here. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. There we go. People are pretty calm. Yeah. Look at yeah. that. Look at the stars. <sighs> wow. Uh, it'd be hilarious if he just came out and was like, you know something? Um, we got to make our time in Honolulu. So I figured we'll just fly a little lower. And, <laughs> and not have a guy. door. Ooh, that lighting. That lighting's pretty intense. Look at that shit. He zoomed in. Look at those stars just flying by. That's a bank for sure. That's absolutely. like the ground lights. Yeah, absolutely. They're going right. That's insane. This, this, yeah, Boeing stock slid. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And Airbus's stock probably went up because of their great structure main maintenance. I will say, I've flown air. You've flown Airbuses. You done Airbuses are great. I prefer them. Oh, look at that. They're landing. Oh, everyone got out. No <laughs> one was injured. There was no, no one got sucked out. <laughs> it was one of those Maxes, too. Those new fuckers that they had to ground because they were dropping out of the sky. It's not good. Boeing is terrible. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, you want to hit a break on that or what? Uh, sure. Sure. You, yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah that sound like you want to. Oh, yeah. No. Well, we were talking about something before that. Time, before that, that I, I spaced. But um, yeah. Yeah. No. That 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 was. We'll talk about because we the still bears, have. Bears we're going to get into the national title game. Um, through TV history, we'll watch the '92 game. Talk about yesterday's game. Uh, I got all kind of shit. George Bush vomiting on a Japanese prime minister happened in 1992. That. I remember that. All kinds of stuff. Uh, but right now I'm going to go to this because I want to find a music channel for you guys. I'm really upset. Absolutely. I didn't plan. I know this happens. I might have to reframe the shot over the break. Sure. Um, no, you don't have to put it. Hold on okay. a second here. Let's do this. Let's cool go to the break on this real quick. At Blue Cross Blue Shield, we've been protecting millions of people for over 75 years. It's what gives us the experience and understanding 
to help you find a plan that fits where you are today and where you'll be tomorrow. Get spring break styles for the entire family, tees and tanks for just $5, and thousands of other amazing styles all on sale. Run to Old Navy. There are moments that define who we are, what we stand for, and where we're going. Made with pride, crafted with passion. Jeep Cherokee, find love again. Right on the Gulf Coast, Beau Rivage, a feeling like no other. To succeed in our ever-changing, busy world, you've got to create your own brilliant website. Wix makes it simple. Create your website today. It's easy and it's free. Every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. Imagine waking up here. Happy to announce we figured out the LiDAR problem. We'll be back here in about, what do we say, eight? Eight mins? Eight, eight to ten mins? We love you. This is Keith Pazel.
getting jiggy with it. 850 IS, if you need a lift. Who's the kid in the drop? Who else will slip? Living that life, some consider a myth. Rock from South Street to 125. Women used to tease me, give it to me now, nice and easy. Since I moved up like Georgia Weezy. Cream to the maximum, I'll be axing them. Would you like to bounce with your brother that's platinum? Never see Will attacking them. Rather play ball with shacking them, flatten them. Like getting, thought I took a spell. But I didn't trust the lady of my life, she hittin'. Hit her with a drop top with the ribbon. Crib for my mom on the outskirts of Billy. You tryna flex on me? Don't be silly. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it.
atrocious is peeing. We're about to come back. One minute. Just know that Crocious is urinating out of his penis right now. We don't remember. This is a band called Next from the 90s. They're dressed like militants. A good time. I'll give you a little flash right here. Look at that. Hell yeah. We missed next. Little Enrique, this sounds like we're in the middle of a fucking TJ Maxx in 1999. Your mom shopping for thigh-high hose. Maybe a leather purse. A faux leather purse. A little Burlington Coat Factory music. We miss next. We're on to Enrique now. Enrique Iglesias? Get on that mic, bitch! We're coming in for part two hard. Welcome back to the show. Absolutely. And did he lights and his feet have gone? And we're back. Look at that shirt V ripped down. I think he got his mole removed eventually, like Drew Brees. <laughs> he, yeah, it was him and Ricky Martin. When I first started working at the city in 1999, yeah. I think about that. That that's Ricky Martin's like a pedophile now. Why? Well, yeah. Well, I know. I mean, yeah. Well, I, Which, I don't know. Thank God we are not that on this show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Remember those early episodes? I had to declare that every episode. Pretty constantly, you know? You know? Pretty much, you know? We, we live in the land of them, so, you know, you never yeah. know when someone's... He's back on! <laughs> so what Speaking do you think? Speaking of... Oh. See all these fucking stars staging carjackings to show you how Ian Ziering and all these actors getting fucking bombarded by, uh, uh, like... Getting mugged at stoplights. Well, to, I was going to say, did, did, did he get, he got jumped, didn't he? Yeah, but it or looks like it? something that was staged to showcase how, because he's kind of, he's MAGA, I think. So I, I'm, I'm so, thinking yeah, it was something that he yeah. staged to look how dangerous Hollywood is. I'm fucking out of here, bro. Also cast me in a movie where I fucking take people out. Well, yeah, I think, <laughs> are, are you still trying to salvage a bit of a career in there, too? If I do something outrageous, yeah. they're going to book his me. Fucking, uh, it's know? his uh, Smollett. Yeah. Let me frame you nice here, by the way. But, but yeah. I'm going to put Enrique back up and you so, talk while I frame you. So is he being portrayed as like kind of the right-wing version of that? Because I'm sure it's the I right... I mean, this is my personal theory. More people are just like, look how yeah. horrific L.A. is type of thing. Uh, L.A. ain't great. It's got problems. No doubt about that. But it's like, it's you know, it's not. You got a mountain behind all that crime. It's, uh, you know, it's rough. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there's whatever. I talked about it. Right, we'll go to real TV here. I, I fixed the yeah. LiDAR situation. We're still framed nice. I still got a pretty killer in one shot here. And I could go freely flick around with the remote I like. I don't like this big brick. This looks like a vibrator. What do you, what do you think? Uh. What do you think? Uh, you've been here now. F I'm on my five year anniversary, Keith, and you just had your five year anniversary of moving here. Yeah, five years. We we got through the pandemic here. You know, you've done different jobs, 
done some stand-up. I, I, I wrote something in my time being here. I think there's some things I've accomplished, I feel like. You know, I haven't had any breakthrough. A lot of that, I, I look at the, you know, the... Fucking balls deep into first blood here. Yeah, absolutely. Are you telling me that 200 men but against your what do you boy? think is weird about... Uh, when you think of L.A., and what sort of... How do you contrast as a, as a person who's been a native... Just because of Chicago in your entire life, pretty much. Like, what do you think about the, the kind of L.A.? I'm just curious. I, it's a very... It's just a deeply impersonal city. Where, like, when you live in Chicago, you feel like... As gay as it's to say, like, it's got family-ish vibes to it. Where you're like, yeah. I'm a Chicagoan. Yeah. Like, you feel like you're a part of something. Whereas in L.A., it's just kind of like everyone's about their own bullshit in, like, a really obsessive, egregious, borderline evil way. Yeah. They're yeah. all about their bullshit. Oh, my God. 2021 will ease into a Hallmark movie here. <laughs> so, yeah. So you think I, I like that description. Well, I mean, what's sort of like, yeah, we, what makes you think that? I'm, I'm curious. No I don't one says it. hi to you. Yeah. And if you yeah. do say hi to someone, they look at you like you just fucking sexually assaulted them. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, like you're stalking them all of a sudden. If you say, <laughs> hey, how's it going? I know. I'm not telling you you look nice or to smile or how that you smell good. I'm just... At this crosswalk. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So I don't, sometimes it's weird just say, hey, how's it going? Yeah. People like, it's like people are, they feel violated all the time. Yeah. It's like it's, it's an, you have to leave me alone all the time. Yeah. <laughs> leave me alone. I know. <laughs> I don't want anyone to speak to me. And the four people I love, we share traumas together. <laughs> That's who can speak to me, you rapist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I That's find Silver it, Lake. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I, uh, I think there's truth in what you're saying. I mean, it's, it, it is. What I noticed about it, coming out of here, I'm used to going to the bars. In Chicago, you go to bars. It's very acceptable. You bring kids to bars. I'm lib, by the way, you know? I should say. Oh, I'm yeah. not oh, absolutely. anti. I'm not pro. I'm not this cancel culture guy. Yeah. I believe in all that shit. Yeah. My sisters bide to the gills. Yeah. Yep. All sorts of it. Vegan, bi, blue yeah. hair, semi-mullet. Yeah. I'm woke as shit. Yeah. But people need to be nicer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not, not everyone is trying to fucking physically and mentally manipulate yeah. and abuse you. Jesus like, I get Christ. your scars and stuff. Yeah. But you gotta just, like, chill. Yeah. 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 You literally live in Silver Lake. The whole point of the neighborhood is you feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you being mean here? Yeah, it's it's weird. It's because they're actually unhappy. That's the real reason why too. But 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 I will say with, and I think you make make a totally good point. What I noticed about the bars, going out to the bars here. There's a few bars I go to in my neighborhood. This bar Jay's. I haven't been there probably in three it's months. It's a good place. There's a best drugstore cowboy that I've watched some football yeah. games at. I used to go to El Cid on a K. I've been El Cid in over a year. That's like a famous one. And, and I like those bars. But you know, I like the bartenders read bullshit. But it's too expensive to drink here. But second off, when you hang out at a bar in Chicago, you would just chat up, chat with someone. Like, oh, hey, how you doing? And you chat for five minutes. It wasn't like, you know, you didn't necessarily. It's kind win. of dying now, you know? but yeah. It, but man, it, it, is, Dude, it is not that way If you're way not here. there with somebody, you're yeah. almost like the oh, perv in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're like, yeah, you're stalking someone. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Everyone thinks you're watching porn on your phone, for <laughs> sure. This guy's watching <laughs> X hamster as we speak. Exactly. You know, and it... Uh, but 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 it is uh, yeah. <clears throat> you say hello. My big issue. No one. Is it me you're no, looking for? No, my, my, my big issue is no one says excuse me. No one says excuse me. Yeah, especially in Koreatown. Bro. You know, it's like it's like no. Just you know, 
just say, excuse me. We're, we're in the aisle. We're going on the same. Yeah, I feel you. Know, you. you know, I'm food shopping. Hey, excuse me. And that's okay. And I say, I will still say, excuse me to you. And you know and what's weird? No if you say, excuse me to someone, it almost seems like when you know when you're trying to get someone's attention because you have a problem with you hey excuse me yeah exactly i feel like yes. that's the vibe and again it's because these fucking the city is filled with people with deep emotional scars yeah yeah and father issues yeah and they don't know how to they don't know how to fucking compartmentalize yeah like vocalized context where if you go oh excuse me they read that as like, get the fuck out of my way, you fucking, yeah. you, you mo. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the immediate, yeah. I was saying at work the other day, <laughs> like I told you, <laughs> yeah. like the young people now, the second they find out that there's one thing that's annoying about you, they're just like, well, obviously this guy voted for Trump twice and, is a, and is a complete right wing fascist because yeah. look at his haircut <laughs> where it's like, holy Christ, I thought we weren't bullying anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I find it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, and I mean, you might be right. You know, the haircuts usually could say it, but I, that's my whole thing is just the immediate the way home. This one thing about this person really yeah. grinds my gears. So they're just fucking out. They're just dismissed. They're, they're a yeah. They're a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where it's like, calm the fuck down. I know. I know. You could just tell them that this is what annoys them. Like, I have a problem with this. Can you not do it when you're around me? And so what do I, what's the adjective I have for that? What's the adjective I, they're too sensitive, man. And I don't mean just the hipsters. I, I mean, like, I think that there's kind of a general LA kind of thing that I sometimes find that's just, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a different feeling from Chicago. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I mean, In I, Chicago, it's kind of a, where like everyone's got a friend that you got to like before the comes over. It's just like, look, so-and-so is buck wild. Oh yeah, exactly. That's all that happens in Chicago. And, and you can, and you it might cause an argument. You might get into a fist fight. I'm not yeah. saying that doesn't happen in a drinking city like Chicago, Yeah, but there's not this immediate, Oh, they're not allowed here. Oh, I know. Like this is the city <laughs> of cut off. Yeah. Yeah. Cut off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We don't support that person anymore. Yeah. Uh, well, there's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. My, I don't my, even my like calling it cancel culture because yeah. these people that are cut off go on to be wildly successful. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, they're like they're not canceled in any way, but there is a distinct like we don't fuck with this person anymore. Now a lot of times it's because of legit they committed crimes. Yeah. But then I feel like they put that same fervor behind like something that's just not the. It's not know, Danny Masterson. It's yeah. Not, yeah. It's not it's that. Type, and even if yeah. it's bad, type of shit like. You know, they literally put misgendering in with rape where it's like you misgendered yeah. me at an open mic. So you're like Brian Callen, uh, like a, a Brian Callen Rogan brow. It is where it's like, OK, oof. they made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. I can tell you this much. My opinions sometimes don't go over well. <laughs> Although my act, I feel like my act is translated perfectly fine here. I really, I'm actually fine with that. I just haven't gone up that much recently, you know? So I, I mean, I find, you know, in terms of that stuff, see, for me, my reaction to that and being a bit older and just knowing what I've done in my life. Hey, men do need to be taken down a peg or two. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that. <laughs> We're terrible. But, but, but I can tell you this much. Uh, that's fine. You can be that way. What the fuck are you actually doing to change things? Because I can get up on my high horse 
and I have schooled you in terms of what I've done activism. Ooh, let me tell you about this. I have been active in stuff. Let me tell filed you. lawsuits, had death threats, you know, done done, <laughs> yeah. you know, worked on affordable housing for 25 years, trying to house the mentally ill. You know, the, the dregs of our society. I've actually put my back into it for 25 yeah. years. You fuck. So, you know, you have to toughen up a little bit. Because if you think this is activism, you think you're changing it, you are part of the reason why we're slipping into the damn fascist regime takeover. You are part of the problem. I am so sick of, and I want to say, I am so sick of the progressive asshole that just somehow, like, I saw where Biden got protested at that church in, in South Carolina, the black church, you know, and they were saying, oh, you know, oh, you know, you're, you're not, you know, with the Palestinian genocide. Obviously, there are problems there. And I get the fact that this country has been completely taken. The, the Israeli lobby is extremely strong in this country. You know, that relationship is sacrosanct. You know, you cannot. Everyone has to kowtow to it. Everyone, the way it's set up. But, you know, I don't think, honestly, it is not Biden that is the problem. There is this fucking tangerine gorilla out there that has to be. That is the problem. That can't come back. So you saying, oh, Biden's doing it. They're all just the same. They are not the same. But by not voting or going for Jill Stein oh, yeah, is no. a vote for Trump. You cannot do that. I'm still of the mind of like, God, I'll vote for Biden, but I am not psyched about it. Like, I don't think he's I great. I don't like it. I don't think he's like, like a, like it, I don't Jesus. think he's causing problems, but he is not mentally there. Yeah. Nor is old. Trump. Trump for the Biden first. is just a teddy bear, nice old man. So he's not like, whereas Trump is as mentally inept, but he's like a complete fucking rapist sociopath. <laughs> you have to, I mean. For the first time, I love how we're watching a Hallmark movie talking about all this. I saw Trump in Iowa. As we're talking you know? about this, guys, this movie is called <laughs> "Don't Go Breaking My Heart." Don't What's go breaking my heart. Is there is there a this rating? is a non Christmas one? These are these are more hard to guess. Well, yeah, well, this one. So she's up. Don't go breaking my heart. There's obviously some sort of like it's a workplace I'm shielding romance. my heart from something. Like yes. I've gone through some shit. So she's trusting her heart, probably with a coworker. Yes. Um, ooh, what is that fucking Bruce Bruce there? <laughs> fucking. You know, people are able to get those things removed and they're particularly scathing. Yeah. I bet you this would be good work to get. They literally rented a real office for, for one the off hours throughout oh, yeah. the week. They can't yeah. mess with anybody's cubicle. These are real items. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I left my I left my phone charger on the Hallmark <laughs> set, motherfucker. Yeah, but it is just. Uh, I get very, and you know something? I'm not going to just say it's the younger generation. I know people my age. I want to tell you something Keith. about that coming up. Sparks fly between a woman who runs a boot camp for the brokenhearted <laughs> and a reporter who's investigating whether it's a fad or a phenomenon. Oh, my God. I love that. That's the There's an investigative business. journalism thing to it. That's great. I mean, it's not like it wasn't oh. Why do they got to work out? Because they're fat. My guy friends. These people all look beautiful. She's literally well, riddled with plastic also, surgery. It's like, Who's it's in like, this? what is, there is a side of California. Is that Miranda Cosgrove? Maybe. I, the, is the, that the cause? <laughs> you know, when you're starring in a Hallmark movie. Italia Ricci. Is Ryan that Christina Ricci's uh, like daughter? Possibly. It's, it's got to be Christina Ricci's. No, I guarantee her you. sister. Jordana Largi. Caitlin Stryker, Terry Ingram. Mm, don't know. You needed to learn on your own, and you did. God, I, I, I don't okay, like. This is 
my perception of what acting is and story and like what I like, none of it is captured in this. Like none of it, none of its sensibilities. So I'm sure this reporter is going to go in real fucking shitty and smarmy and he's going to fall in love with Ricci. And then they're going to have the forever kiss, God. which represents birth. <laughs> it represents birth. falling in love, penetration, <laughs> And, and then, death. And death. Well, no, then they got to fast forward a year and they got a little bundle of joy in uh, their arms. Do they do that sometimes? Oh, all the time now. God. And you know what? A, a round of these newer movies were filmed in Chicago. You can tell they film these in Chicago now. So the plot is always like, I got a job in Chicago. <laughs> and she has to go to the Windy City and I tell you where what, all the means are. Who's handling that? Chicago gets a lot of production in it. You know, I want to get hooked up with that. Well, they're Jer trying to do... Ron Irvin? He they're knows. trying... <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to do a reverse thing because so much of the Hallmark thing was big city person is forced to move to the suburbs, yeah. falls in love with the conservativeness of it, yeah. and decides to get rid of those city dreams. But they found ratings wise that like young people aren't why it's not it's forcing young people away because it reminds them of like their shitty Republican grandparents. Yeah. So there's this flip of like people who live in other cities that are like forced to move to other cities but like oh. but that's where their family is so like they're fucking pumped about it i like when you put the hand on and their they want hip, their and they want their, their family like this is yeah. a feminine thought that's where their family yeah is. and they want their boyfriend tyler to be as excited about it oh god are you and sure he always are you comes sure up tyler with, is not their well-trained chocolate lab yeah is that the name of the, get over here tyler you know anyway god Helen, how you feeling? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, those wholesome laughs. Is there a rating below G, like child rating or something? Because this yeah. is like, this is, it, it's like Rated G, A, what? <laughs> it, it's. Oh, no. So here's what, uh, here's what I was going to say, though, we, about we, the generations. I want to get this yeah. all on in a minute. And I want to yeah. get it clipped for your re with your reaction. Sure. You know how the, the boomers were the generation in your era that forced their fucking will on society, whether it was oh, better or for worse. How yes. they lived was going to be what America was. Yeah. Yeah. This new generation, Gen Y, are the new boomers. Ugh. Where it's like these new libs that like are... Have these? They're like all about boutique issues, which aren't bad. I'm yeah. not poo-pooing it again. I'm yeah. a libtard. I got racist friends who think I'm fucking corrupted by L.A. But they're the new boomers. We're like, for better or for worse, they are going to force their will on society. So buckle up, bro. We got a, a coin flip of whether they're right and they make they actually do make socialism real, or they end up just fucking. It'll get being Mao. <laughs> Listen, it, it won't be that. It, yeah, there'll just it'll be a lot of inactivity. You know they. Here's the. What do you think about that? About Gen Y being oh, the new no, boomers? No, no, no I, I give it some credence. I, I'm not. Maybe I'm being uh, taken by the power of suggestion, but I, I could see someone thinking that. I could see that. You know, in terms of. But what what I find so pathetic about that is the fact is the demographics of the boomers. That was one third of the country's population were basically young people. That's why hippiedom became this massive thing because everyone was young and going through the same experience at the same time of like. Holy fuck, these hormones, we're going to get laid all the same. I mean, it was just literally, it, it, it was the planet reacting to the Second World War because we had to repopulate. Like, you know, yeah. a big chunk of the oh, population 100%. had been killed. Like, like, it was sort of the natural human reaction to that. So it's such a dominant generation because it was so big, just the demographics of that. So Gen Y, Gen Y is not, what is Gen Y? One-sixth of the country's population? 
maybe one fifth max. So to me, it's like, well, that's just a, a vain effort. And the way that, at least the way I see it, they go about doing it, these niche issues is just consumerism. And here's that's what's all fun it is. It's just too, another way of consumerism. Is this is the generation that are just finding out now about how what Gaza's, what the Israelis are doing to Gaza is what we did to Afghanistan and is what we did to Iraq during 9-11. Yeah. Like they're just finding out that America's not the place that that holds their idea, their same ideals. Yeah, well, that we're actually terrorists. Yeah, and it's good, what? but but that's it's kind of like a you. Yeah. What the fuck? You didn't know that? Yeah, I know. Like, I yeah. learned that in third grade. Yeah, it's but, just like you're you're too old to finally be finding this out. Is yeah, what I'm saying, yeah. and that goes with parents not wanting to traumatize youth. Yeah. I mean, my friends freak out when I say the word death around their kids. <laughs> Because they don't know what dying is yet, and they're yeah. like four and five. There's something, and, and I don't know, and I don't, my best friend from college and I have talked about this, and he has a daughter who's now 23 years old, so he had to raise a kid. You know, he and his wife got divorced and the kid was three, so he got to see a lot of kids of that age group, you know, a lot of kids in Connecticut where he lived, and he just said, like, just the parenting Again, it, it's the bubble, you know, bubble wrap parenting. Now, I think that's a classic complaint that the older generation always has. My God, you're just coddling these kids. Well, what, what? Should we go through World War II? Should we survive gas chambers or something? Oh, now I've been toughened up. I mean, like, come on, you know. But I, I just feel like it's, uh, it, it is the manifestation of that. It's sort of this. like this was a fun watch. I watched this while I was at work. Oh, you know, look at that. It's a little hard. Oh, there it goes flying. The, you got to get it warmed up. That that bar. Yeah, they're they're very earnest. A lot of their politics are dead dead on right. Oh yeah, they but, just don't know. There's no actual way to put it into effect with like with get. I don't think they realize that you do have to get like opposing support. They look at trying to the idea of leaning across the aisle is like bitch shit like you're that's right wing capitulation yeah well they don't you have to give an alternative you can bitch and bitch and bitch and, and believe me i bitch with the best of them but you have to put an alternative out there what is that alternative and and how are you going to try to make that possible are you willing to do the heavy lifting that's necessary to try to make that possible because you know something it's a lot of work it's a lot of work to change perception like that. And yes, you want to try to control language to a certain extent, you know, and, and you know, you're absolutely right. This is a gross part of life, but you know something? People get hurt all the fucking time, all the time, all the time. You know, you say, oh, yeah, I know by your aggression. No, 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 no. The point is you have to be able to toughen up a little yeah. bit too. You got to be prepared for the world because it's rough and tumble out there. And I mean, in my opinion, we are on the precipice of, I mean, this election is, we'll see the direction, you know, I mean, there's a distinct possibility yeah. that Trump could win. And, and, and then I think it's the beginning of putting a, you know, uh, camps. Speaking, in actually, Texas, speaking of you know? elections, I actually have this marked out. Look at these. I love, I had, this was a time code. I have some fucking time codes. Look at you. You're prepared. So look, we got a United 747, by the way. This that, is back, this is still when America loved the 747. Absolutely. I mean, I remember first flying on that, and that was like, holy shit. I'm the reason I picked 1992, by the way, was because this is also the year of Bill Clinton and George Bush. Yep. Uh, the beginning of a presidential election just like us kind of the beginning of a new decade just like this was we're, oh, yeah. we're still in the 2010s yeah like this is the first year kind of where it's going to be the 2020s we're like we're the new future is here now and, and you know what delayed that covid 
COVID, COVID delayed that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's taken a little more so time. So 92 is an interesting year. You guys are going to see how 80s everything still is. Yeah. And then as 1992 goes on, you'll start seeing Nirvana get on TV. Yeah. <clears throat> and others, other culture stuff that is still around now. Yep. That starts getting peppered into society. Yeah. And it all, like we said, culminates with the death of Kurt Cobain, which solidifies the 1990s. Yeah, it is. Again, in order to understand this era, and I made this point earlier, the Cold War, when we were watching the Rambo movie, the Cold War, we were coming out of the Cold War. And I'm telling you, it was- And a, we had dominated Iraq one, So we oh, were like yeah, the oh. fucking champions of the world. And, and, and it was very much the hubris of, I mean, this time period, again, it would be from the wall coming down to September 11th. I mean, that's an era that historians are going to study like 50 years from now, 60 years, like, wow, what was it like at that time? Like, Because there's sort of an antediluvian, like, oh, there's this event that sort of changes the nature of things. Well, September 11th was a pivot that's been a lot of bad decisions, I might add, in the past 20 years, I would say. I think September 11th ultimately has not been handled that well in the long run. No. And, and I'm not surprised at all. I mean, when, when that happened, I was like, you know... That the was the negativity a, of having a right-wing government when that happened, because it just, yeah. well, we'll just wall these people off an emotional berlin wall will be built <laughs> well, a it, racial berlin wall not well, a real one not a physical wall but like a fake wall well there was just a new enemy now there was just a new enemy and the enemy and terrorism had always been there you know it always had speaking been speaking of that kind of culture i hit play on this look at these back backwards ass cop shows because cops was just being popular Ugh. so these are the f the fall away cops shows look at this come fly the friendly skies Please fly the friendly skies. It Monday. won't explode. We hire people for various kinds of entertainment. An undercover agent busts a prostitution ring. You're going to pay for this. FBI, the untold stories <laughs> moves to its new night. Right? That's like trying to be <laughs> L.A. Law, that. but the yeah. new fucking cop shit. And, oh, and of also, course you don't remember it because it probably lasted two episodes. Yeah, exactly. Think of how much crap has been made. Why can't my show? I mean, I honestly, I submitted for a contest. You know, the uh, script pipeline, like two, three weeks ago, I'm not going to find out until middle of the year. It takes so long. But That's why like, you just need to write a ton of shit yeah. to just throw at these fuckers. Yeah. It's not, it's quantity, not quality. Absolutely. So, I mean, I've Because then you can even like get one thing gets picked up and you can add something else in it to make it what you originally wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, see, so yeah, I've been writing But look at this now. show. Lieutenant John Bunnell hosts the show that turned him from cop to celebrity. Oh, cool. American Detective. Be cool. All new hour of action, uh, American like, Detective. Again, cops. Like, to me. Look my, at those mustaches they had, too. I really want you to get a look at this. And they have a fake jo John Walsh. Lieutenant yeah. Busconi. Listen. Yeah. You're going to pay for this. <laughs> FBI, You're going to pay for this. Forgot my boobs. Look at these guys. Now, Lieutenant John Bunnell hosts the show that turned him from cop to celebrity. Cool. American Detective caps an all new hour of action. Look at those stashes. That's how it's still 80s. I'm going to rewind it again yeah. and freeze it on his mustache. Yep. Look at that. That you guy know, looks like a 1980s professional wrestler. That is a 1980s fur burger above that lip right absolutely. there. Absolutely. Do you want to know what I had facial expression or facial hair wise? I got my first sideburns. I had sideburns in the early, early 90s. Having sideburns were kind of a cool thing. That kind of came back. Kind of well, well constructed sideburns. And then I had a patch on my chin for about six months that I was shamed into sh shaving off with by my girlfriend. 
God, when I was young. Shame. That means you still want it. <laughs> Get the patch back, bro. See no, how I Jazz really likes don't. it. I really don't. I, I never look good in facial hair. American you know, I have a handsome face. I'm going to show it off. Monday. Take <laughs> off your high-waisted pants and watch some American Detective. But to me, my left-wing mind of that era would have watched the... Oh, oh here I, we go. ...in Yugoslavia have accepted a UN plan yeah. to end the fighting in the Rebel Republic of Croatia. Look at that. Convoy Again, Cyrus 80s hair. Oh, yeah. 80s fucking... She spoke. Graphic. The organization I'm writing about, she was the keynote sides. speaker for a fundraiser we had. Hell yeah. In 93, one year after this. ...just as a peace truce was announced, ending that country's 12-year-long civil war. Oh. That's news brief. Oh, thank you. It's brief, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, El Salvador. This was also the beginning of like death and destruction leading the news. <clears throat> like I think there is oh. the shockness of the '90s was starting to trickle in there. The sh like '90s shock culture was starting to become again. I'll a go thing. back to it because you want to know what you know what it was before that. The Soviet Union, the Cold War was always it, it led the news all in the '80s. Cold War stories were huge. <clears throat> they have human interest stories, people dying, shit like that. <clears throat> But this stuff, yeah, well, you were looking for the new enemy. There wasn't a new So that's why movies like Armageddon were made. You know, I mean, again. Love how we're getting into this. This is the Rose Bowl. <clears throat> yeah. We're going to get into football, Rob, I promise. But yeah, okay. But this is the show. This yeah. is what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Look at these cars. Still 80s, not 90s yet. Well, you were talking about you were talking about uh, the Bears in the first half of the show, about what they should do. Yeah, we'll get into that when the football goes, though. You know. The, the next time code is Billy Joe's, or a lot of Billy Joe's in the 90s played quarterback. <laughs> Bill, Billy Joe Tolliver, Billy Joe Hobart. Herbert was on the Washington in this game. So we got, we got seven minutes before the next time code we can dick around. Sure. Uh, we got kids acting in Dr. John. It's funny when kids are doing this, and now they're going to grow up and be millennial. <laughs> so like I said, Get getting into it, uh, Bears-wise, I've gone back and forth on this literally over the last hours leading up to this. Yeah. I want them to draft Caleb Williams. I love Justin Fields. I have his jersey. Yeah. If they decide to keep him and trade down, I won't hate that at all. And I think you can win a Super Bowl with Fields, but I just don't think you can keep being the franchise that turns down possible generational talent yeah yeah like bryce young had so much of the focus last year they miss cj stroud yeah. cj stroud's better than justin fields may not have the electricity yeah. with his legs yeah but caleb williams does yeah i just think I this game hoping that one player hits versus six is the better option you gotta draft caleb but again if yeah. they don't i won't hate it yep yep yeah no it is <laughs> Because to me, the, the, the tape I've watched, I went to the Rose Bowl two years after this. I found a clip of, like, you can see me on the, in the crowd. I found it. Oh, First Rose Bowl I ever watched on my own was Washington State versus Michigan oh, in 1997 wow. when wow. Brian Greasy was the quarterback. Jesus. Look at that mountain. Yeah, <laughs> look at that smog. Yeah. Oh, man. There's some good smog there, man. 90s still had bad smog. When I lived here in the 90s, it was worse than it is now. It, yeah, because there was no electric cars. This is all gas and like real gas cars. Yeah. yeah. Fucking metal framed Cadillacs are yeah. still yeah. fucking flying down the street. It wasn't the 70s, but it, it was not like now. 
I, 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 I think Washington killed him. Washington was good. So we'll run a list real Did quick here. Did you see when they flipped the coin? Did you see who Washington had when they flipped the coin? No. Steve Entman came yeah, out with yeah. the team. He was a large mammal. He was a gigantic So other games that being. happened today, we may flip around to those. And Miami beat Nebraska 22 to nothing. Uh, Notre, oh, yeah, Dame beat game. Flo- Notre Dame and Florida commence. Cal beat Clemson. Uh, let's see. I don't got, I could look at these. Yeah, I remember. I remember thirty-seven to six. Cal beat Clemson in the yep. Citrus Bowl. Yep. Ooh, uh, Notre Dame and Florida. Ooh, I didn't. Florida State was that. it thirty-nine, thirty-eight, something like that. Here, let me close pause game. This. Uh, yeah, Notre Dame thought they should get the championship. I think in ninety-one, but it was actually it was shared between Washington. I think and was Georgia Tech in there? Maybe. Ooh, I love I this. Georgia I love Tech. an Imodium AD commercial. I think, no, nah, Georgia Tech in Nebraska <clears throat> was the year earlier. Was OJ still repping Hertz in 92? Oh, yeah. Oh, OJ hadn't, this, that story hadn't happened yet. That's a defining 90s But was story. he still being like, uh, maybe this guy's being a little rough with his wives? Oh, uh, there had been some, I remember him being on Roy Firestone's Up Close or whatever it was. It was like a sports show. I, think. I don't remember the name of the Up Close. I had some, I don't know what it was. Roy in the 80s. He'd get names. L.A. athletes. Lasorda would be on there. Jabbar, you know. And he had juice one time. And they asked him about his, oh, we had a disagreement but about how the cops had called out. And they asked him about his history with that. Well, basically being called to his, I think, wife's house multiple times. Do you know who else did that, supposedly? I think I told you before about this. Carlton Fisk. An old Carlton Fisk from oh, the yeah. White Sox. Pudge, uh, I, I Pudge. Knew, they wanted to call him Punch. Yeah, they. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Fucking. I worked. Oh with, no! I worked with a guy who's. I think it was his brother or his cousin, was a cop in the town that uh, Fisk lived in, and he had to get called to Fisk's house several times, multiple times for domestic abuse cases. It's like, ooh, ooh. Don't, don't, you know something, man? I, I, you know, listen, listen. I'm glad I'm in a relationship right now. It's done. A, it's done a lot for me in terms of getting dealing with certain female woman issues. D- don't ever hit a woman. Just, Ooh, just, this is another thing. <laughs> so we got a. I I got a later. Don't do that. I got a later mark for this. Oh, this dude. I remember that guy. Yeah. Oh, this is. He was an arachnophobia. Yeah. So, but this is also. I got a commercials with people who eventually became big actors. Yeah. Was 1992. Well, yeah. People. Well. Diedrich Bader was in a Bud Dry commercial. Do you remember Bud Dry? Oh, I remember Bud Dry, absolutely. D, the guy from fucking, uh, from Drew Carey. Wow. The, one of the friends, not oh, Ryan yeah. Stiles, yeah, the other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm sure you got a national commercial back then. You could live for That's a couple of years. That's at 4532. After the first couple time codes, we'll fly to these. Yeah. yeah. I want to get the, we haven't really fucked with the game yeah, yet. We'll get the, get the lineup going, going. What was the deal with that lighting back then? It was like, you're going to be lit dark on the top. Here we go. Here we go, highlight baby. Highlighted on the bottom. This is like Elvis Gerback as the quarterback. Oh, absolutely. Still. And Billy Joe Hobart. And probably Desmond Howard. Yep. Desmond, Desmond Howard, Howard yeah. would return two kicks in the Super Bowl against the what the pack is. Was it uh, Tyrone Wheatley and Leroy Horde, maybe? Yeah. Might have been running backs. What I like to watch about this, I want to see the lineups. I want to see the lineups. Yeah, I like to see the late hits because you could like yeah. the, the, when they just fucking DDT motherfuckers into the ground. Yeah, the, Washington used to dominate. Washington they were Michigan a defensive a organization. J- uh, Don James is a good coach. He coached Miami of Ohio. He, he coached uh, Saban's first jobs working on Don James's staff. I think at Kent State. Napoleon Coffman. Or as my dad would call it, 
cunt stay and then get a giggle. You know. God. <laughs> yeah, that was a little old school. <laughs> I want to see who the team. Yeah, who the Napoleon Coffin? I remember. Pump, dude. That Samoan wanted to be on the football was team L- so bad. Lincoln Kennedy was he a tackle on this team? From my, I want to see how many names I can remember. Well, I could freeze it too. Look but at that fucking. I Billy love Joe that face. Billy man. Joe Hobart. Those are pretty good numbers. Yeah, but like it's the the nineties and the nindiesness of those. Wait till Gerbach's numbers pop up, and yeah. that'll be the ultimate nineties numbers. And yeah. they're fucking touting them so hard. Oh yeah, we my played. lifetime is Gerbach. Who's gonna be the quarterback of the Chiefs? Gerbach <laughs> or fucking uh, or Steve Bono? Bono. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he played for like who, did he, who was his, was he a Chargers quarterback? Dude, it's Bino, Bino Bryant, Matt, Matt, Matt Jones, uh, Mario Bailey, uh, Aaron Pierce. I think might have yeah. played. I, I, I don't, I don't remember those names. Who are the receivers? Mario Bailey, might. Lincoln Kennedy. Woohoo! I got Look at one that. Of the names. We got a Samoan on the end there. I got Lincoln Supelli, Kennedy right. Mala Mala. I'm Ed glad Cunningham, I got their left tackle. Chris Rongan. Oh, these boys were fucking probably juiced to the gills. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't like when I would go to parties in uh, Wisconsin, there'd be football guys there. I didn't like it because they would get fucking, they'd get routed. They're young. They're young and they're fucking strong like that and shit. It's not easy to be around them. You know, they. they and it'll be third down and one coming up. Yeah, Look at that defense. Eric Anderson. He play, uh, Buster Stanley, Stephen Morrison. Play, it's I think. not a lot. I was I was watching it and I was like, I don't think these are a lot of like. This is a pretty unspectacular group. Michigan of players. team, yeah. They they weren't that great. Uh, is it Trip Wellborn? No, no, his knee had been that blown by that. FF Afghanistan. <laughs> he caused nine eleven. That kid, Eric Anderson, Morrison. I think played in the league. I think. I think they're. I think maybe all their linebackers do, but I want to see who's their defensive backs. Who's, a trip Wellborn, he's not. He could not be on their That's team. That's the front, the defensive front. Yeah, still in that war lingo. Is Desert Storm still happening in '92 or no? No, no, it, it, the, it was a year old at that point. Yeah, I mean, it, it lasted four. There's days. a video of my fourth birthday party, and there's ribbons on our trees because yeah. of Desert Storm. Absolutely. Because of the boys. Absolutely. A yellow ribbon instead of a swastika. No, so that was <laughs> was a that rage, a song? Oh, rage, rage had that line, you know. Oh, hell yeah. Some of those that were forced killing in the name. Well, no, they, they, in that album, they had that. A yellow ribbon instead of a swastika. I want to see who's this. And I, oh, I was heavily into rage. Wow. I don't know who those guys Corwin are. Brown. Dwayne Webb. Because Desmond Howard is on special teams and offense. Yeah. Yeah. This is back when a kick returner oh, would win the motherfucking Heisman. Was it was it because I mean, it was the year after Ismail? You also had to go years. through all four years of college, so a lot of times these kick returners would earn senior starting roles because oh, yeah. they were electric kickoff returners. Yeah, let's because uh, I want to see more. Because let's get to the uh, the offense of the uh, of of Michigan and the defense of uh, okay, yeah, eleven oh four, yeah, is. When they flip sides. Oh, that, because they. I think there's an immediate interception. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it happens quick. It's in two minutes. Sure. I think. There's, I think there's an immediate turnover. Keith Jackson. Like when I was a kid, I liked Keith Jackson a lot. Uh, it's the reason why I watch college football. Like, like to me, he's up there. He's one of my favorite announcers of all time. Look he at used those to do, pads. Look at the pad height. He used to do uh, uh, Monday night baseball games. Keith Jackson. 
He did like the NBA All-Star game some. Like, yeah, he's like some fucking Those Michigan stickers on the dick. helmet are for crushing puss. You know, I God, I don't, I don't like the University of Michigan football team. Yeah, oh. I I was a very un. I didn't have. I've liked Northwestern at this time, but this was just them starting to be not good. And Desmond Howard goes. Yeah, how? I want to see his They return. went three and out fast. Oh yeah, yeah. Look at that, Brian Greasy. Yeah, that guy looks like a backup. They, they went after it a little bit. That's fine. Rose Bowl is a great stadium. I've been to it twice. It's a great stadium. Sad thing is it's still... You know what? The way it's built, it's so... Because they got that mound next to it. Honestly, if you were too drunk and you fell off from the from over the side from the roof... Yeah. You might survive. <laughs> the Rose Bowl. Yeah. No, 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 it's yeah, only no. like a 25-foot fall to that like grass mound. Oh. You'd break a limb. <laughs> but like... It's the you one could stadium roll, you roll a little bit. where you could, because there's no like facade. You you're fucking waist high with the fucking roof yeah. when you're at the top. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a cool state. I have not been to the Coliseum. I, I should have. go. To it's sick. I can't wait to start going to USC games next year. I'm gonna buy tickets. They're expensive as shit. Well, let me know. Oh, there's Gerback. Look Jesus. at these numbers. Here we go. Those he's got 24 touchdowns. And yeah, five that's what they point out. Look at you, you fucking 90s prick. You know, 1900 yards passing. Yeah, well, it's, it's an 11 game season. Uh, to me, to me, he's actually the first good Michigan quarterback, not Harbaugh. Really? Here we go. Desmond Howard. Another van. I told you another van. <laughs> Ricky Powell, Van Dyne. Bernie Leg Leggett. There's Des oh, Howard. Oh, Leggett. At fucking what's S E? Uh, split end. What the fuck is it, a split end? It, it's basically like That's it's hair. the third receiver. It's the third receiver. That's all it is. Uh, you know? Oh Yale? no 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 no! It, it, it's <clears> a uh, yeah. You're you're, you're the, the, the flanker and the split end. You're the guy kind of you're in the slot basically. The Yale end. Van Dyne, Dyne yeah. and Dave Diebold. Diebold, yeah. Uh, their offensive line is going to have a couple names on it. It's got to. Michigan was great for that. Trophy winner, the Maxwell winner. He's uh, Maxwell winner. God, I love Keith Jackson. Come on, put the okay. See what happens. The They'll action. hand it off. They'll hand it oh, off. Oh, this is a running era. Yeah, you can just. It's there. You go on first down. We got to get three yards. Oh, hoy, hoy, hoy. They got to get, get a little game. The, I the, love the, when their <laughs> when their belly gets exposed. They, you couldn't tuck the jersey in because your pad height was so fucking dominant. <laughs> They uh, this was the era of the Vikings. Oh, we'll go to that next, and that's when we'll get your oh, Vikings yeah, thoughts. Yeah, when we watch that, boy. Sure. Let's see the defense for Washington, and then we can go forward. Washington and, routes them in this game, thirty-four to thirteen, and yes. then they win the Natty. By the way, absolutely, which didn't happen last night. Michigan yeah. won the national title. Jim Harbaugh is going to go off and coach somewhere. There's Entman. Entman, yeah. Entman was great. Not a lot of people. Tyrone Rogers. Did any of these people get drafted? Probably, God, but do you remember? I don't remember Did them. Chico Fraley have a, at least a career? I would know because that's, that's a fucking rumor. <laughs> Jamie Fields might have. They usually have a secondary guy out there. So Entman, you were saying last week, was part of that one-two Colts, Colts combo. Yeah, he was. The, and he they was both the, flailed out. Was Who the, was the first, the other one that they drafted? Uh, Quentin Coronate was a linebacker from uh, Texas A&M. He actually had an eight-year career. They went career. linebacker back-to-back -back picks, huh? Wait, 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 no, he's a D-tackle. 
He was a number so one. So they were like, we have an offense. We're going to shore up our, we have Jeff George. We just need to shore yeah. up our fucking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We need our defense to get better. Uh, they missed. Well, Cornate was uh, actually played in that 96 team that Harbaugh was a quarterback on that lost to the Steelers in the AFC championship. Edmund was a top was okay. 10 pick, they say in the chat. Yeah. And then it just, and then he just said, bus. Oh, he was, he was a number one pick. He was yeah, number one number player one. taken. Uh, he blew his knee. He, he had an injury real career. But he, if you look at him, he was a, I mean, he is a large man. Who can move pretty well? He's a tough man. Walter Bailey, Dana Hall. Yeah. After this, we'll Come go on. to the budge. Oh, they swallow him. I mean, Washington immediately starts imposing their will. Yeah. Michigan really gets nothing going in this game. It was not when you Desmond, watch when you watch the game yesterday. But that was the same feeling. It was like, oh my god, look at those pads. Michigan's uh, Michigan's Ohio. Uh, Offensive line he was, was gigantic. Boz, he was Boz Jr. Oh, oh no, Edmund was a total beast. Total beast. He's going through two guys. You know, yeah, he was really strong. Now though, you got defensive tackles doing spin moves off the line yeah, and shit because yeah. they're five foot four. Yeah, well, well Aaron Don Aaron Donald. That's why John Randall was so good because he was six one. His leverage was exceptional. He could get under those pads underneath the chick underneath the chest and really drive someone, you know? He was an ox. John Randall was an ox. Great player. I loved him. I, he had war paint on his face. Yeah, he absolutely. was fucking grunt and shit. He would yeah. do butt shit on the line. Absolutely. Oh yeah. People said like he, they thought he like I was homesick one day and I watched an ESPN football life about him and it really got me excited. Because the Bears were garbage. That's the shit that helped save my football fandom. Wow. Is like yeah, shit about other good players. I watched a thing about Rocky Blyer being a Vietnam vet. That oh, was absolutely. like, oh yeah, Rocky Blyer, hell yeah. Yeah, you unfortunately you missed the Bears' dominance of the eighties. Even the early nineties, I remember my entrance is them firing Ditka and getting rid of Harbaugh. Wow, wow. And then yeah. like it's Kramer and Wani. Those yeah. are my fucking guys. <laughs> Wani. Kramer survived <laughs> suicide. He blew his head off and fucking lived. Did, yeah, didn't didn't he have massive yeah. depression? Yeah, his son overdosed on heroin. Ooh. And he couldn't he, he dude, big Ooh. ups to fucking Ooh. Eric Kramer. We yeah. give him a big old uh the rights, how bizarre. He was able to pull himself back how together. Bizarre. How bizarre. Okay. Well yeah, yeah, let, let, let's go. So here, to, let's go to the this is we're gonna go to the Bud Dry commercial. Yeah, I like that. I the commercial also the sexism of the commercial. Women are being heavily objectified. Oh, because and it was like high profile. It was like 5.0 alcohol. So it was like, get these bitches drunk, dude. I mean, that was the, the, the again, that whole classic Saturday Night Live sketch, Schmidt Gay. Yeah, know, there the, we go. Quick loop. Something's waiting inside the powerful 486 SX computer. Look at that fucking disk drive, dude. This computer is $47,000. It's either an Oldsmobile or this. Here's how our computer works. We call it Room for the Future. Word processing made easy. Upgradeability. Check into it. From Intel, the computer inside. Intel. The Rose Bowl. Brought to you by Chevrolet, the heartbeat of America. The cars more people depend on. And Bud Bud Drive. Drive it became Michelob eventually, Bud Drive. Wow. It did? Michelob Ultra or something is wait, Bud oh, Drive. Oh, yeah, because 
Oh yeah, because Michelob was yeah, was an Anheuser Busch product exactly. We'll go to the uh, Michelob, like when I was like in the eighties, forty five thirty. If you had a Michelob in the eighties, that was like a You're higher a end beer. Man. That and like lo- 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 here we go, Diedrich. She'll be crushed, but I need my space, my freedom. Ah, uh, just tell her. Bob, I think we should see other people. I remember this. What? Yeah. Why don't you know what you've got till it's gone? But we're so. Perfect. Just roofier with a dry. Dry bud, dry. It's dry brew, not watered down. Uh, yeah, they got rid of that. <laughs> it eventually ended in like '03. I, I, I never liked Budweiser products, man. I never liked Budweiser beer. Look at that font. That's a '90s font, yeah. though. Yeah, looks like a fucking ransom letter. <laughs> Cut out letters like a and Sex Pistols album. Yeah. Uke was still This is Atlanta Television, local Atlanta Television, by the way. Oh, he's doing, he's doing a regional commercial. I bet you he made like... I bet you he made like 50 grand for this commercial. Okay, here's what do I want to do now. Do you know what name Bob Euchre was? We can roll out on this one. Is he still alive? Euchre's still alive, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Wow. So here's where I want to close this wow. out. Do you want to watch Bush vomit on the guy? I Sure, what the hell, yeah. Right. I remember that being a big news story, thinking that was kind of embarrassing. But it's like, these yeah. are the stories. It wasn't like, I've never oh, gotten yeah. a good shot. This is actually the first time I've gotten a good shot of it. Uh, or as, as opposed to the politics now, which is like, there's actually a person who wants to become a dictator. <laughs> he authentically wants to go. become a dictator. Get ready to see it. God it's pretty it. crazy. You know, I mean, it's... Uh, Although, I, forget, I, I was going to say this like another point. Times. I, I saw Trump. He was in Iowa recently. Dude, for the first time, he looked worn out. He, he and, and Biden is ancient. I get that. Trump doesn't look that good, oh, dude. Oh, I think I got it in, like, my history. I think we're good. I don't uh, think I ever have to go back to this fucking... For the first time... Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's happening. He passed out. Oh, you got the vomit happens right up top. You got to really catch it. I think it's right here. See, it shoots out right now (laughs) as he's coming. Oh, yeah, there you go. (laughs) He just fucking goes down, dude. He puked on himself, too. Oh, look at Barr. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I have my immediately bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to do that. You think to save face, they had to claim he was poisoned and shit? Well, I think they said he was dehydrated, but that, that's a go-to of, like, actually, you're kind of sick. He for sure shat himself, too. Well, you know... Yeah, you got is, all that Japanese fucking Muzak playing in the background, like at 9-11? Yeah, you... <laughs> what? I feel like I was watching Ultraman there. Uh, this is a pretty big to-do. Man, he was down. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The Prime Minister's trying to help. Ain't nothing but Babs' teat gonna fucking revive him. <laughs> the breast of Babs. This is when Japan, they're, the fear, the right-wing paranoia in the 80s was the Japanese are taking over. The Japanese are gonna take over. You know that, you know. Just how they use the Chinese now. I don't know. There, there's some real problems so that with China. was a good one. I it's got some real difficulties. I don't know if it can truly, quote unquote, take over. Watch. Oh, fuck yeah. It's, it's competition. There's no doubt about that. But Okay. Okay. Crocious. This is where we're going to close on this. This is beautiful. I'm so excited. Great. I'll to watch this. This is uh, KMSP Sports Sunday, January 12th, 1992. God, I was, I was my very first girlfriend and I were six months into dating. So this is I Minnesota, just, Minneapolis based. January twelfth, we're in the AFC, we're in the playoffs. So the Vikings are not there, right? 
Uh, no, the 91, Jerry Burns had just left. Jerry Burns, yep. shade of green, as in Dennis Green. Yep, them hiring green was a big deal. I liked the move. Because, <laughs> that, you know, some, they were still stuck in Bud Grant era Vikings with Jerry Burns as their coach. Bud Grant had a totally dominating influence on the organization. They didn't know what to do when he was gone. It was like the pack when Lombardi left. When Lombardi left the pack, just they just failed. They lost to the to the the Packers and the. And the this oh. looks like it was their like their sports fan, the sports yeah. writers type of show. Exactly. Yeah, I got some hockey there with Gophers. Gophers Live from Champs in Minnetonka. Champs. And KMSP Sports present. Uh, Minnetonka. That's where my one of my Sunday. family friends who I just saw now, two weeks ago. Eric Nelson lives Jim in the Bay Area Gilliland. now. He and his wife. It's from Minnetonka, which is like this totally like kind of wealthy suburb of. Minneapolis. A lot look of good hockey that. there. Look at that. Look at that sweater. Ooh boy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that dude. Sunday. I remember that guy. We're happy to be with you as the. Uh, oh god, who is it, man? Fuck, I can't remember his name. Look at those sweaters. That looks like the fucking Wisconsin, the Ohio State coach. Absolutely. The Aztec pattern. And, and you wore you wore sweaters there because it's cold. You got to wear a sweater. Oh yeah, you know. Everyone's eating chili and soup in a bar like that. Yeah. Savories going around, no sweets. Yep. yep. The new head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. A bit of a surprise as we sat here this week. This time it's a black guy. Brace yourself. was in the picture. Yeah. And the two best teams in football will be coming to the. Oh, they're covering the playoffs too. They're doing my work for me. I got footage from this game if you want. The Super Bowl was in Minneapolis this year, so they're also going to talk. Didn't they do that? Wasn't it in Minneapolis when the 49ers played the Bengals as well? No, no, that was Detroit. Detroit. This, it's been in Minneapolis twice. North Stars won the cup. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. The, they were in the cup. They were in the cup. Uh, they played the, the uh, Penguins. Who the fuck is that? Bernie Kosar? Look at this, that old parquet court. Yeah. The, they still had vestiges of the old Celtics. They still had like Bird and Robert Parrish and, and McHale, but they were old. The second visit to Sports Fan Sunday for... Jeez, look at that guy. <laughs> is that Louis Anderson's uncle? Jesus Christ, that looks like my Uncle Ed. Look at... Is that... He didn't know he was on camera. That guy is fucking Jerry Krause-looking uh, motherfucker. I, I got news for you. He ain't alive right now. There's no way, man. His heart was he filled with grabber. black. Yeah, his heart was filled with black. There's no doubt about That's that, That's a super man. fan right there. Absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, the... Uh, as, as we like to say, the blade, the blade came the for him. sickle fucking swipe. <laughs> so, beat man, Charlie, welcome. We'll get his thoughts. See you, gentlemen. Hey, gentlemen. And gentlemen. And gentlemen. Where's my chili? God, he's just mad waiting for his burger to come. Oh, K-Fan. Look at that hair and those glasses. It's so Midwestern. Yeah, the death of Cobain extinguished his career. program will return to the air, so... I wouldn't plug it, though, as a guest here tonight. Well, we'll look forward to that. The 25th, the eve 25th. of the Super Bowl. Yeah. So the Super Bowl will be kind of anticlimactic after. after I'm expecting season. to hear fucking bowling balls clanking in the background. Yeah, exactly. Because of the fucking, but that's definitely half bar, half bowling Absolutely, alley for sure. man. Yeah, this is bizarre. Wow. And stretch. Or stretch and Z. Yeah. But, believe it or not, there's bigger news than the Z and stretch show coming up on Channel 9. The front page story... <laughs> Tonight on Sports Fan oh. Sunday, the greening of the Vikings. Norman Green now is not the only green in Minneapolis-St. Paul. They were really running with this, yeah. huh? Yeah. Well, hiring Green was a big deal. I mean, but just the puns. Oh, I know, I know. Well, it's it's bad writing and it's poor performance. Look at that. Really st- I think I'd be more interested in that. Coach, Minnesota Vikings. 
look forward to uh, playing some fantastic football. Uh, I know we have some tremendous talent on this football team. We've had some great years in the 80s. Is that true? Is he lying right now? No, no. They actually had some talent. Chris, still. did they have Carter at that time? Did they, they salvage got, Chris Carter yet? Was they, that they one of his? Salvage, yeah. Was they, that one of his big moves? Yeah, yeah. They got him off, off of waiver. No, 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 no. He was on the team. He was on the team in '90. So he was on the team. Uh, they had like Gary Zimmerman, who was was in the Hall of Fame. He played in those Broncos uh, teams, won Super Bowls. And then they also had Chris Dolman, who was in the Hall of Fame. So he was pretty talented. Randall had just come in. He was a free agent. They, he wasn't a name yet. Uh, and then they also had uh, like Joey Browner. Browner was old though. Uh, he, he did a very good job of coaching them early on because you have to realize the Her- Herschel Walker trade gutted them for three fucking years in the draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, they should have been terrible in the mid '90s, and he actually made them moderately competitive. He also was very much like uh, he wanted. I mean, uh, African American players liked playing for Green. You know, yeah, he had soul. That has the ability to find top talent, whether it would be the fourth, fifth, sixth. Oh, round. did you see fucking the Falcons hired one of the teams hired Spielman and some other fucker to aid in their coaching search? Ugh. He's still trying to throw his hat in the ring. He is such a bum. You know, because I've been watching a lot of you know the Vikings were seven and ten. They lost six of their last seven games. Listen, Cousins blowing his Achilles. Their season was screwed. They were not going to play well. They caught lightning in a bottle with the past or not for like Cousins a game goes and a half. Down, it's like. Oh, no. So they have him. They probably make the playoffs. That being said, I actually like that this happened in the sense that they got their highest pick. They haven't had a pick this high in a long time, probably since 2014 or 15 when they drafted Anthony Barr. So they have the 11th overall pick, and they need to, they just have to rattle the organization a little bit and say, okay, you know, what are we doing here? Uh, they have to make a decision on quarterback. You know, and so everyone's assessment of it's just. You, know. I, it, you don't realize living the, outside of a major market that no one, none of the radio people in other cities have radio voice. Oh, I know. Like, like the, you got to hear this stiffs. soft prick. Well, you know, Mark Zellin, he doesn't even have a radio name, Mark Zellin. <laughs> You fucking oh, I, listen, you brick immigrant motherfucker. This is up. This is Minnesota nice. You See, know what that's I mean? white is, racism right there. I just called him a brick immigrant <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> well, again, at this point in our post-truth world, bring back white on white racism. Charlie Hallman, Saint oh, Paul is, Pioneer Press, the Saint Paul Pine. That is a clad. This guy is reeks of '90s sports writer. Yeah, you got yeah. Bill Plaschke, fucking the same shape. <laughs> They were a uh, Kornheiser oh, dude. A uh, young Mike Wilbon was probably a fucking pileish sludge. Yeah, yeah who knows? Uh, I know with uh, as well as the- that looks like a guy who used to hang out at the bowling alley by my house named Dale Soderbloom. <laughs> that guy looks like Dale Soderbloom from Sock Village, Illinois. <laughs> what, what, what do you think he's up to? Is he had a grabber? Oh, Soderbloom had a grabber. Oh yeah, I remember when he died. I don't. Really? Even, I don't think he made. I don't think Dale Soderbloom saw nine eleven. <sighs> to be quite honest with you. Wow. Soderbloom died in like 99. It was it actually Ooh. rocked the alleys. Wow. It, like they were like it, oh it he rocked, died. It rocked the upfront. Yeah, they they, they 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 were there was a moment of silence for him. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was the bartender. Oh wow. Oh man. Oof. Tendon real bar. tall, had glasses, had like a gray perm. You remember the gray perm? Absolutely. He always wore like bowling sweaters. Oh yeah. Would give me kitty cocktails. <laughs> Hey, we're going to socialize you for the future. Oh, yeah. I'm brewing. This is future business. Hey, Basil, how you doing? Go put, go put on some Allison chains on the jukebox, <laughs> youngin. 
Yeah, yeah, this... Uh, he brought Stanford all the way back. Yeah, yeah they're, they're talking about Green's paces. I thought Green was a decent coach, but 98... Green, it went to his head. You know, yeah. the problem with Dennis Green, and people don't talk about this, I think I told you, he, he had to convince two other, he impregnated two different women in his tenure of being a coach up there. And I think he was uh, leaning on them to uh, get an abortion, you know? I mean, 10 wins in three years at Northwestern. Rockney, Lombardi, Shula, you name them, they would not have won much more there. That's a football game. Sorry, I just, my phone yeah. is also the camera. So we get, I got to check texts. Yeah, yeah. He, Green had coached at Northwestern, and so he uh, uh, Green Green was a uh, San Francisco assistant. He was one of those. Yeah, I, I came remember, from the tree, man. <laughs> I remember listening to talk radio in Chicago at that time. I'm sick and tired of these wuss coaches from the 49ers getting all this attention. This, this West Coast limperist. Yeah, me just like listen. To, I'm sick of these wuss. He kept saying wuss San Francisco, which is such a we classic. We should bring wuss back. Let's do Absolutely. wuss. Let's say let's settle on Would wuss. Would you quit being a wuss? <laughs> well, are you implying that you're sexist? You're saying it's a puss? Is that what you're saying? It's just or females in a gun. I haven't gotten my shrimp cocktail or any of the appetizers I ordered. <laughs> <laughs> I want the jalapeno poppers. I'm gonna push them here. <laughs> They're really good. Liquid cheese. No matter what happens, uh, whether Dennis Green is a good coach or bad coach, indifferent. The precedent that's been set here is that Roger Hedrick can't be trusted by the media to tell the truth to anyone. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. that? Hedrick was like a GM guy. They've always had this messed up ownership structure. At one time, they had like 10 owners, and like it was this, they all each had an equal vote on decisions. Like they had this muddled front office that mired them for a while. Green saved the organization. He said when they actually drafted Moss, that actually gave, like there, there are fans of the Vikings now because of Randy Moss, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's a before him, they were a pretty bland franchise, you know? So, I would say a saved is a strong word. They were just stuck in the. I mean, Bud Grant cast a shadow over the organization. All the coaches after Grant were just it was Jerry Burns. He was the offensive coordinator for Grant. So basically, Grant was the coach from '67 to '91. Basically, 25 this years. This looks like the fucking SNL sketch with I know. fucking <laughs> Todd O'Connor. Yeah, that's super fans. Or those fucking no, the the radio show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the sweaty ball bitches. <laughs> yes. So that was it. That was the Sports Fan Sunday scrapbook. We're Boo. at two hours and 22 minutes. Are you ready to ease out of this? Yeah, Do you wanna... yeah, yeah, we got to. Yeah. So that's going to TV yeah. history a little bit or, or this day in TV. Yeah. Let's go through some remaining topics here. See if anything. Th there's the our Minneapolis whistle. airport. We had the AFC championship game between the Broncos and the Bills, I believe. We have more yeah. world news. Uh, let's see. From last week, we got the... Uh, we got the... Uh, <laughs> We got all the bowl games from last week. We had Penn State, Tennessee Fiesta Bowl, Syracuse, Ohio State. What did they play in? The Sugar Bowl? Relia Quest Bowl. Oh, oh okay. That okay. was the beginning of like the 90s oh, bowls. Okay. I think. Yeah, yeah. Those, Nick, God. Yeah, well, whatever. The college football is, it is now the fifth professional sport. It's just been, it's been so, the way it's handled, it's just, uh, it's everything has just been commodified to no end. And then we had a, a James Earl Jones show, Gabriel's Fire. I remember that was show. Like some, a, that was a remake of a show that flopped the year before. <laughs> what, called Gabriel's Ice Cubes? No, wow! it was like, what no, the fuck so, was it called? <laughs> Gabriel's, it burns in him, Keith. Then there was it Dear John, Do the Wrong Thing. His passion burns in him. It's Gabriel's Fire. A lot of Fire. TV it's, movies, Young Writers. <laughs> But that's, <laughs> you know. But yeah, that was pretty much it. 
I'll be curious to see what happens with this, uh, you know. Anyway, just pu- pushing my script still, just thinking about those. Sorry, that, 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 name, that TV name, that, that whole Gabriel. I know we'll call it Gabriel's Fire. It's his passion that drives him. Oh, well, he was wrongfully accused. It's kind of like the hurricane story. Look at that. It's your chance to win cash and Super Bowl tickets. Uh, that hairstyle with, with no sideburns. Look at the merch. See, I had having sideburns. Wapner. Wapner's my guy. She's a pathological liar. She ruined our wedding night. In 30 minutes. I was in a state of shock. I remember Wapner. Do you remember Wapner? Are you old enough to remember Wapner? Yeah, dude. I used to watch this with my grandparents all day. This was on after the soaps, dude. Wapner. I like that. I like that palate cleanser. We're going to go from the soaps. into the goodbye music here. So, yeah. But here it is. Wow. Did you have fun today, Crocious? I did, absolutely. All right, that was it. Young James Brolin had a big part in it. Cowboy show, he says. Oh, Young Riders was great, Rob Aponte says. Wow, who was in Young Riders? He says Young James Brolin had a big part in it. Wow. He's kind of an interesting cat. Yeah. All right, good we'll times. We'll see you when we see Thanks you. Thanks for listening. I know we were all Thank over the place, for listening. The we show. sure were. To go. I'm I hope I'm cooler than screens. that guy. Am I cooler than him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you when we see you. All we right. love you. Yep. Good times. Now how can we announce we are off the air when we are off the air?